What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer Nick Scarpino. Greg, we gotta we gotta get off this planet. Why? We gotta get off this planet. What's wrong with this planet? It's a good planet. Where'd that come from? I'm tired, man. I thought you saw the Pluto stuff, maybe the earthquake news. No, the Pluto stuff's super exciting. Yeah. Super exciting. It's nice to get a clear image of that beautiful planet. It's not a planet. It's not even beautiful. Colin, what is it? It's a dwarf planet. It's a dwarf planet. Over here, this is Prada Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. Good to be here with you, too. You're playing your new game with Pratilla. Mm-hmm. Where he, he I just hold it. I don't pull it away from him. I just hold it in a place where he doesn't want it, and he gets so upset. I don't know if he's upset. He's playing. This is how dogs play. His tail is wagging. He's, he's excited for the attention. I like how you say his tail is wagging, and it is the stillest I've ever no, seen. No, it was it. wagging. Like when he pulls it, <laughs> that's just all his muscles in his body like, working. I'm not. I'm not putting any pressure on him. I'm just not letting him take. He's it. He's like, so elongated. Yeah. He's I a like long it. dog. He is over there, the pure one, Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. <sighs> so now you're tired. You think from Comic Con? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Still, you guys are busy. Did you go home. You sleep. I tried. I mean, we got home at uh, yeah, I'm around ten thirty on oh, Sunday hold night. Hold on a second. Yeah, brief me on this. Because you guys caught the standby flight right. with me, but you would check. You had to check your bags before you got standby. Right. So did you have to wait at the airport for two and a half hours? No, it was only about. Th- we 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 tried to get on standby for the seven o'clock flight. You were on the six thirty flight. Right. The guy, did, the guy looked at. I guess looked at the, uh, the listing of flights and was like, "These guys aren't going to make it through security in time for the six thirty. So I'll put them standby for the seven o'clock. What he told us was he he said he was like, "There's no one on the standby list. There's eight spots open right now, and the flight look doesn't look full. So I'll put you guys in this. You'll for sure get on this flight." So I double check. We we get through. We see you. We're like, hello. Um, hello. You're, you're you're boarding your flight at the time. Yeah. We go to the other uh, kiosk where the lady correctly informs us. She's like, no, there's you're probably not going to get on this flight because there's only four spots. You're on the list, but there's only four open spots, and I have to take like you know uh, her experience uh, into account. And she was like, well, you know, my experience dictates that you know we're gonna you're probably not going to get on this flight. There's yeah. going to be other people that are going to come priority boarding, whatever, and they're going to get your spot, so you're not going to get it. However. Uh, I can put you on the 6.30 flight. The flight I'm on. Which is the one you're on. And you can for sure get on that. I can put you on that right now if you want. And you can just go. Um, but your bags are checked at the 7 o'clock flight. So you're going to have to wait an hour to get your bags. The problem was the 7 o'clock flight was already delayed. Because I, as she was talking, the other person that was there picked up the phone and was like, okay, all right, 7.30? Really? Okay. Puts the phone down and goes, this flight's going to be a little late because the pilot isn't getting here till 7.30. And I'm like... Can they just do that? Can they just call and be like, yeah. I don't feel like coming in. It's I'm just going to be like bro. a half hour late. Can they pull yeah. a Tim Gettys and Nick Scarpino? Be like, we'll be there at <laughs> We'll totally be there at 9. At 9.30, you get a text, you're 10 out. <laughs> right. Um, so that's how that worked. But what was hilarious is that you saw us and you were like, oh, these guys are finally here. I'm going to get on the flight. It's going to be so amazing to get on that flight and get home before them. Rub it in their face. Rub it in their face. Then they gave us a boarding pass that was five, like 20 seats ahead of yours. I didn't like that one bit. So you were C24, and we were yeah. C1 through 6. Yeah. And we got on the plane way before you. It sucked. And it was awesome. But so you, we land in SFO. Did you, I don't, never heard. Did you have to wait for your bags for Yeah, we wait. did. It was bull. Okay, How so long did you there's wait? Two, there's one rule when it comes to airplanes, and that is you either have Virgin, have a great old time, or you don't. And that's really all it is. Truth. So here we are with Southwest, and they're just like, man, I don't want to just be hating on airlines because everyone does that, but it's just like, good Lord. Southwest. I thought it was fine. I mean, the we, dude... That helped us was Mark. the nicest. Mark, Mark shout out to Mark shout from, to Mark Southwest. from San Diego. Southwest he was General. an exquisite gentleman. Yeah. He helped us so much, made sure everything happened, except for the fact that he moved us to a, all this stuff that Nick just explained. Well, no, he, he was, could have just moved us to the flight Greg was on to well, begin with. I, but he didn't to think he'd put make our it. bags to on be those fair, things. We to were, be it real, was, 
it was like 5:50 when we were we were signing up for all this outside of the security check right when you get into the airport and the flight was boarding in 10 minutes. So if I were him, I would have been like, I'm not going to put these guys on this flight. There's no way they're going to make it. It's going to stress them out and they're going to be pissed off. I'll put them on the seven o'clock flight where they can for sure get in. Um, it was the, he, he made the right choice. And also it wasn't that bad. We landed. We were like, uh, one of our bags hitting here and a lady in SFO was like, you're going to get here in about maybe 30 minutes. So we went and got burger joint, came back and they were there. Not a big deal. I mean, that was awesome, nice. but it was just so unnecessary. It was all unnecessary. And it was like, why? I still don't understand how time works. In the sense of our bags, mm-hmm. because our bags were on the next flight that the pilot wasn't even getting there until seven thirty. How did we leave right then, and then our bags got there twenty minutes later? Well, I have a theory on that. I have a theory that they can just make up the time whenever they want by flying faster. They we're going to make it up in the air. They always say that. They always say that. So that so you just always fly as fast as possible. I know right? that's my other thing. Is I'm like, so if the flight takes an hour and a half, but you can theoretically and not theoretically, you can physically get there in forty five minutes. Why don't you always get there in 45 minutes? And I, I know it has something to do with the amount of jet fuel you, extra you burn, which I'm sure is incredibly expensive. But as at the Colin same time, tell you too, like the whole lunar things. There's a whole mm-hmm. lunar thing too. Um, there's trade winds that you catch, not gravity. going north and south. Though. Yeah. I don't think there's any trade winds that you can propel on, uh, on top of. Um, but it was very fascinating because we told the woman, we were like, no, when we left San Diego, we heard that the flight wasn't leaving until 730. Mm-hmm. And it took us an hour and a half to get here. So we should have an hour to wait. And she's like, no, that thing's landing like soon. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. There's, this is a time paradox right now that if I kill my grandfather and he comes back to kill me, which one of us wins? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, you can head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny and get the whole show early. As a video or MP3 each and every Friday. If you don't want to give us any money, though, don't worry about it. Head over to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny the next week and get it broken up topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire thing as one big video and MP3. This one's the worth a dollar. Is it? I, this, I'm calling it right now. I like our energy. I like where we're at. We're at that perfect level of we're all weird and tired and exhausted. Yeah. But keyword weird. Mm-hmm. We're always weird. Yeah, but like we're weirder than normal. Did you watch Ballers? I did. It was a good episode. It was. I episode. like where this is going. It's heating up on ballers it in is. ballers country. Here's the thing I was pointing out to Christine. This isn't mm. my topic. My mm. topic's coming in a second. It's fine. My the thing I point out to Christine. I don't know any of these fuckers' names. I'm just like the Rock and then the guy who works at the truck dealership and that other guy who's fucking the mom. Yeah, I don't know their names yet either. Okay, but I didn't know the names of the guys in the Entourage until maybe season two or Vinny three. Chase. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I mean, yeah, you knew Vince Chase, but then it was like E There's Money Turtle. and Turtle. E. Yeah. and Johnny Drama. Yeah. I guess I do all know all their names. Lloyd. There was Lloyd. Lloyd was hilarious. Uh, Ari Lloyd. Um, but yeah, you don't, you don't learn those till later. Sure. Uh, honestly, the show hit, it fulfills a need for me. And it, it fulfills oh. the same need that Entourage did, which was pure <laughs> escapism. <laughs> sorry. What, what are you doing over there? <laughs> What's with these shenanigans happening on Greg's lap? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to distract you. No, it is I one of those. Whereas I liked Entourage better because I'm, I'm more fascinated by the hollywood lifestyle yeah. i don't really care too much about sports um, um this still fulfills that hey we are ballers we're making a ton of money and being around all these people yeah. and partying and having a, a grand old time we should so send a fun. rock is this what baller t- t- feels like t-shirt mm. that is amazing we should yeah. do that somebody find out what kevin find out what t-shirt size the rock is he's probably a triple xl <laughs> my topic is a sequel to last week's topic mm. of mine as well Last week, I wanted to know about superhero movies and w- which would be the first to collapse. And we had a great, we had a great rousing debate about all of these things. There was then, imagery. There was imagery. Yeah. I shrunk us up here. I put the imagery down there. Oh, I was going to give a shout out to Kevin. Of course not. No. 
Shout out to Greg. If it's Kevin, the images would be all flipped. Everybody tell Greg he does Everyone's a Everyone's name job. bars would be misspelled and, uh, and be on the top of the screen instead of the bottom of the screen. We love you, Kevin. <laughs> Cool. Just real quick, you're obviously going to talk about Batman vs Superman and, and Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Can we just put a picture of that wonderful Harley Quinn on the screen the entire time, so people can just bask in her glory? Bask in her glory because she's so beautiful. I'm sure Kevin will do it slightly. Kevin, give Tim's face Harley Quinn's face. Okay, yeah. move on. Yeah, I'm sorry okay. to interrupt you. No, that was great. I'm being disruptive. Today. Um, so that exactly that's what happened. So last week we talked about what's going to happen with these superhero movies. Where is everything going to go? Da 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 da. Then Comic Con happened. We got to see looks at Suicide Squad. Uh, obviously Batman v Superman and then Deadpool had stuff yeah. out there too and so here we are we've had individual conversations Nick and I did a conversation about Batman v Superman Colin G-R-A-T. and I talked on Colin and Greg Live we all watched the Suicide Squad HD thing but we didn't do a full blown reactions to it dissertation a lot of requests for it a lot of it so I thought that this would be an easy way to kill that and get everyone's feedback on what's mm-hmm. happening so Tim yes what is happening with superhero movies for you I am Absolutely thrilled. Every single person I talk to, I'm just like, well, I can't believe we're in this place right now. I can't believe this is the future we are in. We get to watch all of these movies. We get all of these trailers. Now, to me, the trailers, just as important as the movies. I love the hype. I love watching it for the first time. I love talking about it. I love them leaking the shitty cell phone version before they release the real one because that creates this like level of hype that you just can't get if you just release the full one. It's just because everyone wants it. Yeah, you got to know you want it. You don't know if you want it. And it's people telling you like describing it to you, which to me I think is better than any trailer will ever be when someone explains to you what happens because that's their perfect version of it. That's their trying to hit all the key emotional points and stuff, like letting you know. And in your head you get this vision that's just awesome. And then you see things like the Suicide Squad trailer in HD and you're like, that's cool, I guess. That was the problem with Suicide Squad, I felt, right? Is that I, yeah, we were out to, I, you know, when Batman v Superman dropped, I like you know, it was actually out as a nice file. You could watch it, right? I was getting ready to go host a podcast or a, a panel at Comic Con, and then I noticed it on my Twitter feed, so I stopped, sat down in the bed, watched it, then I turned off the lights and I watched it again. And I was like, "This is amazing!" And I know there was no real build up to it. I hadn't heard anything about it because I've been trying. I knew eventually I'd see something, so I didn't worry about. It. Then jump ahead five hours. I'm done with the panels for the day. I'm hanging out, and Sean Pitts was telling us about Suicide Squad, and, and you guys were talking about it too, and that it was awesome, and this, and Joker looked awesome at the end of it, and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then when I watched the bootleg cell phone version far off and stuff, I was like, alright, I kind of see this seems cool. And then when we saw the HD one, I was like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was fine. Like, I, I don't know if it, it had... If it had one arm tied behind its back because it had just come out after Batman v Superman, which was like, I thought, an amazing trailer. That was just a fucking awesome trailer. But yeah, I wasn't like blown away by Suicide Squad. I thought, yeah, I did think, uh, uh, what is it, Leto? I always say it wrong. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah. Just his last name, Leto. Leto. You want to say Leto sometimes? Jared. No, like a Jared. Leto, like a Jared. Leto deck. Jared. Jared Fogel. Uh, Jared, his Joker, I, I liked. I liked it at the end there, right? I'm still not sold in the teeth or whatever, but like, you know, it, it, his characterization and talking about how he's gonna hurt you real real bad that was cool i to me i think the most important thing about suicide squad like the trailer was how much i felt this nice little flow between batman versus superman right. and it their universe for the first time i was like the dc universe is a thing mm-hmm. like we knew it was gonna happen they're just but so far it's just been a bunch of movie titles and dates yeah man like Steel, and then here, here's some logos yeah and here's a bunch of logos and stuff but it's like now it's like oh shit they're actually doing this and to see that in the Batman vs. Superman thing, you get some Joker hints. And yeah. then to see Batman in the uh, Batman or in the the Suicide, Suicide Squad thing, I like it. It's all starting to actually feel like a thing. And they're definitely playing catch-up with Marvel, but yeah. they're doing it differently. And 
It's definitely not going to be good, but that doesn't matter. I'm going to be entertained. Oh, Suicide Squad is definitely not going to be no, good. No, well, I think that overall, like that whole universe, I'm just worried. I'm really worried we're going to get a good movie. You out think of it's it. definitely not going to be good? You yeah. Just, you, I you, mean, honestly, like suck. so far. But again, having said that, just because it's not good doesn't mean I'm not going to like it. I'm still going to enjoy it. It's it's still I don't be want fun. this to be Transformers, though. It's, yeah, I know. I don't want this like, to be something where you're like, I'm happy this exists, even though it's bad. But I mean, but I honestly, Batman vs. Superman, the trailer looks great. I have a feeling that like the trailer is going to be better than the movie. And I think that the movie is going to have its moments. The fight, it's going to be fucking yeah. awesome. Seeing Batman grappling away from Superman, mm-hmm. holy crap, that was cool. Yeah. How much of the rest of the movies is going to be like that? And should a whole movie be that? No. But it's just that it's going to have moments that are going to make me go, oh, shit, that was cool. Just like Man of Steel when he flew and it's like four minutes of him just flying around the world. Yeah. Awesome. The rest of the movie? Eh. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I mean, I think I'm very excited for what DC has to offer. I'm very excited for this universe that they're pulling. I think it's uh, to me, it feels different than Marvel where Marvel now has had the luxury of um, making so many good movies that they almost don't feel great anymore. Like you, you sure. watch them and you're like, I know this is a good movie. I know I should be super happy with this, but it's, it's, it's that fatigue. It lacks that punch. Yeah. It's not getting, it's not, it's not doing anything differently enough for me to really feel like this is a unique and fun experience. Um, you know, I loved Avengers too. I thought it was fun. I don't think, I don't know that I'll watch it again unless it's on cable. And I just happened to flip to HBO at that specific time. Um, but with the Suicide Squad specifically, I'm I'm excited to see where they go with it because it's a much darker vibe. I was a little disappointed when I saw the full HD version of it because there was something a little bit more dark and grimy. There's a lot that you had to leave for your imagination when you watched a, something that's, you know, 200 by 200 pixels and it's Mute moving phone, constantly Kevin. around. Mute it. See, this is no one saw this. Everyone thinks that he we're being mean to Kevin. He Kevin flicked this off just now, yeah. and then he lifted up his his shirt and slapped his belly, and then there it is. Yes, yes, Kevin. God damn yes. it! Make the monkey dance. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I see. My thing is like I feel like I my my first yeah my first watch the Suicide Squad trailer was like okay that was cool like I'm gonna see that movie obviously yeah I, well, I, I feel like it. I'm I I like where they're going I like the Batman cameo I like Harley I like Deadshot I like what I saw from Joker right um and the other guys and the other guys Killer exactly Croc. yeah the, no I know the fodder they're clearly gonna die that's, they're not, well some of them will for sure but that's the whole point too of the Suicide Squad is that you can kill people Captain Boomerang is dead no way he's Captain Boomerang is not he's not making it to the end he'll of come back Squad. Captain Boomerang will live we don't need Captain Boomerang Rick Flag Jr come on guys come yeah. on um but anyways no I'm sorry I thought this tra- this teaser trailer this initial trailer had a chance to is similar to the Batman v Superman trailer the the teaser right mm-hmm. the first one where that was an IMAX and stuff right. where it came on people were like I don't know I was like I think if they did this and they the the ideas they're hinting at seem cool and then we got the full fledged trailer and it seemed like even people who were hating ass haters were suddenly okay Dawn of Justice looks cool yeah I mean will I, it be a good movie who knows the trailer's awesome I again I don't think that it's going to be I think it'll be a very very entertaining movie yeah uh, good I don't know if that'll factor into the actual uh, criticism of it I don't think that, that it's going to be as impactful as the dark knight which is what everyone's well, no. going to be comparing it to but i mean honestly in my mind right now i'm just not even going to bring in that i'm not i'm leaving the dark knight where it is i'm but, not I mean, going to bring it into the conversation it's, like it's different like, it's, it's different it's enough to me not where I'm trying like, to be that exactly well that's what colin you can talk to this you were talking about how you were happy with the superman trailer to see notes of nolan right 
to see the influence of yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I mean, these are two different trailers, I think, that I got just two different vibes from. I think with Suicide Squad, I think Suicide Squad is going to be a bit of a mess, but... Uh, I, I, the thing I was most interested in with Suicide Squad specifically was with Joker and Harley Quinn because, um, and I was talking to Greg about this and I assume that people already know the answer to this, but I just didn't know is that my assumption is that Jared Leto and what, what's the woman's Margot name? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie will both be in the Batman movie too, right? Like you, you, you have to assume that they're building. You mean the standalone Batman Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I assume yeah, probably, so. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. I'm interested more in the tendrils that that movie's going to have out into, like, other DC movies sure. in this universe we're talking about. I agree with Tim's kind of point, which is just, like, who? Like, like the like Captain Boomerang and Killer Croc, I mean, people know and stuff, but it's just, like, who the fuck are these people? Like, I, like, I, yeah, but this I mean, is like five this years is, ago, this is how what we said about Groot in Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. I suppose, but I just feel Colin's like... favorites. Uh, yeah, definitely. But I you just, know who those guys are now. You know those references. I knew who Rocket Raccoon was, yeah. to be fair, for a long time. I don't know why. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, but but to me, Marvel has way more cachet with like names, and they have way more names because they're all about. They're typically about groups. Yeah, they have right big groups, the Avengers, yeah, yeah. the X Men, the Fantastic Four, like whatever it is. So there's just a lot of names, and to this, to this, I'm like, I get a little concerned about Suicide Squad because I'm like, it looks great, it looks very stylish, and I'm I'm I'm, gonna, I'm excited to see it. I, I want to see it, um, but I'm like, this is this is what you have, you know, like this is it. Like I, I want, I want, I, I want more, and I don't think that they have that much more other than their big marquee, you know, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, you know, Aquaman, Aquaman, et cetera, Flash, et cetera. Jesus. It's like there's big names that are like standalone guys, like Batman. You know, he, yeah. he's a, he's a, a lone guy. The the thing with with uh, Batman versus Superman that was interesting to me was that it, it was way it looked way better than I thought it was going to look, and I'm really I've always been excited about it because I, I want it to be good. And like I said, um. To folks on Colin and Greg Live, and I expressed it on 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 Facebook actually in our fan run group was just that like I want this movie to be good because I love Batman and I love Greg and Greg loves Superman and I think mm-hmm. that this is Superman's last shot you know to like really gain some sort of mainstream relevance in this cycle of movies for the next decade or whatever it is and uh, Man of Steel I think people were probably pretty hard on that movie but people didn't like it and and the market's gonna market's gonna speak to that so I want this to be good and I want it to resonate and make sense because I do want DC to have I, I like what DC's going for more than what I than I care for Marvel and it's not to say the Marvel movies I've seen like I really loved Iron Man and you know etc but mm-hmm. it's just it, the over the top like really corny and cheesy like fucking superhero shit I don't like that you know and and that's the ironic thing to me with Batman for Superman is that that kind of is what this is because Superman is like the ultimate fucking superhero but like the old school corny superhero that can do everything it's true true. and batman to me is more like the the dark gritty grounded reality i'm interested to see the god versus man thing is is actually quite it's quite interesting the more i've thought about it the more excited i get about about that i just don't want them to cop out and they're going to cop out you know a it's all going to revolve around kryptonite and how kryptonite's going to you know make superman more palatable for batman to fight and then they're going to turn on lex Luthor, right so like I don't really quite understand why it's even Batman versus Superman as opposed to something that's maybe more because that's team. a great title. It is, but... yeah, but that's it's a headline. Like there, it's just to get people in, and like that's the way I see it. Is that's you're not going to call it Batman and Superman best friends, you know? Team no, up. but but team I wonder. Up. I wonder if I, world's finest. What I'm saying is, I wonder if this would have been a, an interesting. I think about it. I, I don't. I don't pretend to know comics enough to have like a valid opinion on this. So just bear with me. But it's just it's. Why couldn't this just been a Superman movie, you know? And Batman's just in it, you know. Like Bat- they're, they're not equals, you know. But they're like, using the professional wrestling motif to use Batman to get Superman over. Batman is super cool right now, and everybody thinks Superman's super lame and corny. 
So if you can bring Batman in and make a cool movie with both of them, or at least bring Batman fans in and show them Superman's not dumb, you get him over, which gets the DC Universe over, which gets Justice League and the ball rolling. Sure. The the one the the one my one concern, my one real tangible concern with with Batman vs Superman is it looks very dense, and I don't. Mm, mm. Because we, everyone's ignoring Wonder Woman's in the fucking trailer too. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm like, why? like I'm like, why? Why is she even in this? And and I almost want this to be like two or three movies because it's oh, just yeah. like it's like what? And it's weird because I usually hate when people do that. You know that like the, like they, they did it with Hunger, Hunger Games and the last Harry Potter and all these kinds. Of, they're just you know the Hobbit just extracting shit for no reason. But I feel like this specifically is probably dense enough to, to to warrant two or three movies based on what I saw in the in in, in uh the trailer. I will say the thing I'm most excited about though with Batman versus Superman overall is Lex Luthor. I think that I think I like Lex Luthor in that I think he's fucking unsettling and weird. I th- and I think that even though it's not it's a it's a Zack Snyder movie, it's not going to be a Nolan movie. They are taking serious cues from Nolan. Um and I think that that's fun and exciting. So, mm. so I'm of two minds. Batman versus Superman I think looks looks really great and I want it to be great and I think it's I, I think it has the potential to be great. If they just don't cop out and don't do obvious fucking tropey shit in it, and then Suicide Squad, I think is is probably not going to be good. But I think it's going to be very fan service, and people are going to DC nerds and comic nerds are going to enjoy it, and they're going to like seeing all these guys we've never seen before. I just get concerned about the resonance of everyone in that movie, but uh, but you know, but uh, Joker and Harley Quinn, and I also started to ask the question of how much do they have to pay Will Smith to be in that movie because Will Smith wouldn't be in Independence Day two because they couldn't pay him enough, and he's actually necessary in that movie. And he's doing this movie. Yeah. So I was I, that came for some reason came to mind too. Where I'm like, I'm really upset that he's on Independence Day too, but he's a fucking dead shot in the Suicide Squad movie. He's never gonna play that character ever again, probably. And then it's just gonna disappear from the universe. So that was just yeah. a, that's just a totally fucking random thought that I wanted to throw in at the end of my thoughts. I think the thing that excites me about Suicide Squad is that you do have these characters that don't necessarily need to live on, right? And so you you can take those chances with Suicide Squad, whereas you can't have. Batman die. Yeah, he's not gonna die. Spoilers: Superman's not gonna die. Spoilers: Lex Luthor's not gonna die, and Wonder Woman's not gonna die. Yeah. So at no point am I going to think that I've, any of these characters are in actual uh, peril. Joker and Harley are really the only two that can get through. And Amanda Waller, you imagine, exactly dying at all. And that's what's cool about Suicide Squad and the fact that it is cool. That there's a bunch of unknowns. Right. Yeah. First off, the posters are gonna be. Joker and Harley and Will Smith, because that will sell tickets. People know who those things are and will get behind them. I'm sure Batman will be involved in the background of something or whatever. In He's the just cut, they just <laughs> comp him in the back of everything. <laughs> He's always riding a car, just surfing. Well, surfing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so yeah, the rest of the cast can die at will. And that's, I really do hope they take a cue from Assault on Arkham, the animated movie. And Amanda Waller has explained to all of them why they're here. And they're right. like, well, I would listen to you. And but, well, you can leave there, but your head explodes. Yeah, yeah right. Blow the your guy head immediately off. gets their head blown off or whatever. Yeah. Mm. And, I, you know, you can. You could. It is interesting though. You see the difference in the production value behind Superman v Batman um, and Suicide Squad, and there's a very notable like aesthetic difference where Superman v Batman looks like they just poured money in it, and Suicide Squad looks like they've had to make some interesting choices. Um, the first time you see Harley, she's in a, like you know a chain link fenced off prison. In my brain, like if you're comparing it to them to Assault on Arkham, right? Like they had those badass pods, and, and you know there was a lot more uh, uh, pomp and circumstance around keeping these people in prison than there were than sure. just normal bars. And so I think that there's going to be a sense of realism in this because I think by necessity, I don't know how much the movie was made for. I'm sure it's made for in the hundreds of millions, but I think that they have had to make some creative choices. And I like when movies start off like that. I like when movies don't get carte blanche. I like sure. when they get you're like here's hundred million dollars. By the way, twenty of it goes to Will Smith. Uh, you know, you're you're above the line costs. Or the half the half of your budget goes to your actors. So you have to make a superhero movie with 
X amount of dollars, go have like, and the first thing people normally do is go shit. The story better be really good. Better be really compelling. So I'm hope my hope is that they, they, they looked at it and said, how do we make, you know, Iron Man one? Yeah. How do we go yeah, back yeah. and make guardians of the galaxy? Not uh transformers. Let's just go. People will buy this movie. Oh, no I don't think well. they're going to do Transformers. Yeah. David it's Ayer's a cool opportunity, director, man. So. Like, it's cool because I am a huge comic fan. I read a lot of comics. I know nothing about Suicide Squad. That's until the movie was announced. I didn't like. I've never read up on it. I never cared. Now I'm interested, and I, that's interesting. I'm in a different camp with Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like a lot of people didn't know what that was. I did know what that was, but it was not like something I knew the entire history of. Sure, right. But I was excited for it, and then the movie came out. It was fucking awesome. So now, like knowing that. It's possible for it to be good, even though I don't really have this investment with the characters. Mm. It's it's exciting. I don't think it's going to be good. It's going to be fun, though. I, I guarantee I'm going to enjoy the movie. I know that. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, guys. That Deadpool trailer. Mm. That's what I'm most excited about. Batman vs. Superman is awesome. The trailer looked great and all that. But Deadpool, was it anything more than I thought it would be? Absolutely not. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm so happy about that because they could have fucked it up. They could have not gave me that, but they didn't. It's going to be good, guys. I'm, I'm interested in Deadpool. Hard. I'm interested in Deadpool just because you can do a lot more with Deadpool than you can. Um, namely, you can break the fourth wall a lot. You can yep. have him making references to the person who is directing the film that he's currently in. You can do a lot more crazy stuff, and it's rated R. So you have that nice conversation between Ryan Reynolds and um, the guy from, I forget his name, TJ something from TJ Miller from uh, yeah, Silicon Miller. Valley. And that you can just have them sit there and just rip up just each other funny, apart and be you know? funny. Um, so it will have a sense of humor to it, but it's also going to have a real ultra violence to it, which will be great. That's what I Deadpool think will be is. Cool. Yeah, and like that's the thing is like they're gonna nail Deadpool, which is awesome. And I also think it's cool that we saw Colossus in the trailer. So yeah. it's like we're getting this universe thing from a universe that, whether or not we wanted to, we've been a part of since the year two thousand. Right. And that's my question with the, uh, the Deadpool stuff. Obviously, more is more Marvel, and I'm not following. Is it happening? Is Ryan Reynolds, Wade Wilson, still the Wade from X Men Origins Wolverine? I don't know how that all works. Okay. To be honest. Okay. But I mean, I, I think. Is that, in, is that the Colossus universe. from the X movies? I didn't. I couldn't see because okay. it was on a freaking sure thing. But yeah. uh, and also, I'm pretty sure he was in like Colossus mode. Yeah. So I wouldn't okay. be able to know, anyways. But right. yeah, I, I, I mean, think presumably it is. there's something different though. Oh, right? oh, it, Days of Future Past got rid of all that shit. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. So it's it's a, it set it all over. I was yeah. gonna say because that was God because in the way the way so good Days of Future Past <laughs> the Wade Wilson in uh, in in the Wolverine that was an origin story. So that was that was a long time before. The events were happening, right? Like when he got his mouth sewn. Yeah, that shut. was X Men yeah. Origins. That Wolverine. was Origins of the Wolverines. Yeah. That was supposed to be a long time. But it was still Ryan Reynolds, which is cool. Yeah, which is cool. I'm this. glad that they kept oh, him. Well, obviously, so you, you know, if Ryan Reynolds wants to play a part, you you let him play the part. I like the homages in the trailer to uh, he's like, well, don't, yeah, don't make the suit green, and for God's sake, don't make it CG. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked all that stuff. I think the thing that that uh, makes me happiest about that though is that they're 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 putting their they're dipping their toes. Um, in the pool of rated R comic book movies. Of expanding. Which right? makes me really happy because a long time ago, I'm sure you guys all remember, but there was a hint that Darren Aronofsky was supposed to do a hardcore Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. And that would have been awesome. Awesome. I mean, take the cuffs off Wolverine and we can actually see what the character is supposed to be like. Not that he's happy, exactly happy go lucky, but you know, you always have that left over from when we we're kids where uh, heroes, quote unquote, can't kill human beings. So. 
if they do, it has to be super nonviolent with no blood, or they have to always kill machines, right? It's that G.I. Joe mentality where they can't fire a real bullet, so let's have them fire lasers, but even lasers can hurt, so let's have them fire lasers into, like... The ground. And then the pilot always jumps out. Yeah, the pilot always jumps out. Hey, hey, I'm good. (laughs) You know, it's like, how big was the Cobra Army? Because it it could have just been 20 people, for all we know. They were always surviving and going back and just getting in new planes. Um, Similar to Batman Arkham City, like, how many tanks does that guy have? Oh, they were all unmanned. Remember? Yeah, they're all drones. But all, like, Jesus Christ, like billions of dollars. They the chimed tanks. in that all the all the villains put their money together to take out to, for this plan. This and also, investment. there was a rumor from one of the goons on the ground that Lex Luthor was behind it too. Oh, I see. Well, you always got to use other people's money. That's the smart thing to do. Um, no, I'm excited. I mean, I hope it does well. I'm going to go see it if nothing if nothing else, just to support the fact that I want to see more rated R movies come out especially in the comic book genre, because I do want a rated R Wolverine movie. I would even want a rated R Batman movie, but I don't think that I don't, there's no need for that. But if you were going to do the dark Knight and you're going to want to do the dark Knight returns rather, um, and you wanted it to do it like verbatim or, or, you know, specifically following the the source material. I don't know that you could do that and not have it be an R movie. Right. I mean, he's brutal in that. Um, I'm gonna spoil one little thing. Just it's a cool tidbit about um, '89 Batman from uh, Who Killed Superman Lives, the documentary. Oh, can I borrow that tonight? Oh, yeah, sure. Don't, sure. Don't, don't spoil it. It's one line. Just plug yours if you don't want to hear it. Uh, when yours. in '89 Batman, when you know Keaton grabs the guy and goes, "I'm Batman," mm-hmm. he the original line was, "I'm Batman, motherfucker." No. Yeah, and Warner Brothers wouldn't let him do it. They made him pull it. That would have been bad. That, that would have been, been bad. that would have been bad, but it's just funny now to think about that. That would have been I'm one of those where they I guarantee they filmed it and Tim Burton would have been like this. You know, hey Michael, uh let's do it one more time without the motherfucker. Well, it wasn't I mean that's how it was written. It wasn't like he No, was, I know, but yeah, I guarantee yeah. that's one of those where you watch it in, in context sure. and you want to say you well, get what's funny, called a safety. It's funny because you know, then like, when you jump to what is it, All Star Batman and Robin, remember when they did that and yeah. there's that line where He's like fucking drive. You've seen, read this comic. I'm looking at you. No. Okay. Whatever. He's driving the Batmobile and he's looking over at Dick Grayson who he's just saved and he's just being fucking totally brutal. And he's like on this rant. And he just goes, "I'm the goddamn Batman," and that became a fucking running joke forever. Like, what the fuck is this? Why, yeah. why would you why tell is... this like kid mourning his parents? You're the goddamn Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um. But yeah, that's my take on that. What's up, Colin? I was How just gonna doing, say I, what I'm what I'm most intrigued about is 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 there. Marvel and DC are both creating these these universes as we've talked about that are contingent on the success of it's like they're dominoes it's 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 contingent on the success of the next one each previous movie and and I I think I, I expressed this to Greg but as I want these I want Batman movie the Batman and Suicide Squad to be good but part of me wants them to fail because I almost want them to be like we we like just go back to Christopher Nolan and be like please help that's you know not and like and like and and Christopher Nolan be like you better have a lot of money. Because I'm, I said I would never make another Batman movie, and obviously people were talking about how he's like executive producing, blah 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 blah. But I was bringing up the point like Ridley Scott is the executive producer of the fucking Good Wife. I, I, it really doesn't mean anything. But then so I went like, back to so, the point that he did though. He did have stuff to do with this. Yeah, it's, it's different because I mean, yeah, executive producer could mean nothing or it could mean a lot. And in this case, like, what, didn't he? He like, was like, oh, God, he's, he's the guy. He is the the Kevin Feige of uh, of. Of DC, the universe? Like he is yeah. the he is the grand Godfather Puba now. They have inducted him as that. But, but that's but that was the thing I was expressing was, unlike the Marvel movies, which are scattered throughout different studios and had not even really been interconnected because of studio drama and all this kind of stuff. So like Spider Man and X Men and all this shit. But there, the precedent for DC movies now is extreme. It's way higher than Marvel because because the Batman movies are just the the Bat, Nolan's Batman trilogy are just, are just supreme movies and. I, I'm interested to see 
how this all goes if they're not good because that's the, it's, yeah. it's really it's really really got to be pretty fucking daunting to follow up christopher nolan you know when you're yeah, making when you're making the next movie like after him with with the character that he really brought back i after, honestly after wonder. like after the fucking campy ass shit in the 90s so i just i'm super interested because in, i think that the expectations are different like there's an expectation of quality with marvel and the movies are probably going to be pretty good most of them they're not special anymore because they're just doing them over and over again. It's like a fucking machine. It's a factory, but, but they're intertwined and they're, and and they're whatever. But I feel like with, with DC there, the expectations are going to be different because these are the example I used was, uh, I think, I think with Greg and I think I've brought up before is that like Batman, the Batman trilogy was so ingrained in popular culture and like cross boundaries and lines apart from nerd culture and kids and just excited young people that like my dad was telling me shit I missed in fucking Batman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and that was weird to me. My dad's not gonna go see you know the Avengers, but he, he did see those those Batman movies in the theater. And when he would fill me on on certain things I missed, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, no, this happened. And, and I'm like, how do you even know that? And I feel like it was that mass appeal that was super interesting. See, I don't know, man, because I think Marvel has that too, especially now with the Disney shit. Yeah. Like Marvel is it's a family affair. Like whether you're a kid or an adult, like. You know about this shit. You know it's a family affair, but no, I don't agree that like my my father who goes to the movies every weekend with his with his girlfriend, and they go like religiously, will ever see a Marvel movie. So that was, I just think that these are the, the cinematic qualities of these movies are probably very different. Um, one makes way more money than the other, but they both made a lot of money. But I, I guess what I'm saying is like none of them are standing in the shadow of of Christopher Nolan <laughs> except for Batman versus Superman, I and really... that's and that's the and that's the one. So I'm just super interested if it doesn't work out, are is there going to be a reactionary movement being like fuck? You know, we we did it right, and we can't do it that way anymore without the person that's doing it. So we need to figure out a different direction. And does it have, like I was saying before, the dominoes? Does it have a domino effect being, and it affects Aquaman or affects other movies where it's like, fuck, we need to rethink everything because Marvel's just so ahead of the game, and the universe is more congealed at that point. As opposed to you saying there's a god. If Christopher Nolan is the godfather of of what DC's doing, then they're only three movies deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, well, what's that's interesting trouble. is I don't think I don't, and I'm not a fly on the wall, obviously, but I don't think they're they're what do you want to call it? Ten, not temple, whatever. Their markings, the things they're trying to hit, their projections are based on Dark Knight. I think they're based on Marvel. I don't think they're going for Dark Knight anymore. And I think that that's the whole thing is that when you're talking about it, you're talking about it. Yeah, like right now it's interesting because if they fuck up these first few steps, and Man of Steel honestly was well received. It was like, like people like me were like, eh, you were like that. There's some people who say it's the best Superman movie they've ever seen. Yeah, there's no, plenty of there's defenders so out there. Love it. So like, the, the thing is like, if you fuck it up again, and then Suicide, let's say Batman v Superman's not good, and Suicide Squad's not good, they've totally fucked up the entire trajectory of that thing, and they're locked into it, right? The Wonder Woman, the Aquaman, the Justice League. Yeah, it sucked. And then and then things really fall apart because like we were saying, they're leading also, and I respect it with their big guns. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. If if Batman and Superman don't resonate, guaranteed Wonder Woman and Aquaman are not going to resonate either. So yeah. you know what's uh, funny though, I. I, I I'd be willing to bet, though, that I mean, I I think that all they need to do is make an entertaining film for the Batman v Superman, and when they make the standalone Ben Affleck Batman, it'll 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 be bonkers. It'll do so well because that Batman is going to be the Batman that carries people. That that's going to be the Batman for the next ten years. I mean, that, that aesthetic, that style of Batman. The problem with the Chris Nolan that's what verse, he said about Brandon Routh, though, I remember. Well, <laughs> I never, what. Well, they, when Brandon Roth came the, around and Superman Returns happened, we, I remember being like, "Well, even if this doesn't do well, that's Superman." But for the let's next. but let's let's mince no bones about it. Like that, there's a far cry from what happened with Superman Returns versus Man of Steel. Like no, Man no, of Steel I know was that. a I'm good saying, movie. I'm saying it just wasn't great. It I, didn't continue. No, I'm just saying removed from Batman. You're saying sight unseen on Batman, sight unseen on Superman. I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, Brandon Roth's Batman, Superman for the next ten years." I'm going to get at least two, three films out of this. Sure, but I don't think... you think there's any way, shape, or form that Batman v Superman is going to fail? 
It depends on what the definition. Critically, fail is. it's not. Uh, commercially, it's not going to fail. Critically, it could and and I think that that well, that yeah, will but have, critically, that Avengers will have... two didn't do as well as Avengers one, right? Like all of these movies, we have to draw when you're when you're you're comparing these to each other. You have to draw the difference between what is good and what is popular, and that and these will be tremendously popular. They are going to make a ton of money here and overseas. So I don't think there's any way, shape, or form we're getting another Nolan uh, verse or another Nolan movie in that style ever again, just because. There will be no reason to go back. This is a huge plan that they're going all in on. Yeah. And I, I don't they're not they can't step back. And also the, the the hard part with the Nolan universe was that you can't put Superman in that universe. It doesn't work. You can't put all like Mr. Aliens. Freeze and all of these characters in it because the movie the reason the movie was so impactful and awesome was because his original concept was for was a direct antithesis to what had come in the Joel Schumacher films, which was how do we make a Batman film if Batman was a real person? If this world were real, using the the constraints of what we know as reality, how can Batman exist? And he had to do it through cunning, training, and a, a tremendous amount of money. But then suddenly that that aesthetic and that world gets torn apart the second you have a guy fly in on his own accord and just yeah, kind of yeah. chill there, right? Well, Even that's... Killer Croc wouldn't make any sense. No, no, it doesn't well, make any sense at all. But, but that's but that the, 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 there's two things there that I think are important, and I'll talk about the Superman thing in a minute because that is a huge problem I have with Batman versus Superman generally. But it's basically Superman. But, but, well, it's just it's, it's just Superman. No, it's not. It's that Superman and Batman, and I know that they do in the comics, and I know I'm not familiar with the comics. It just doesn't make any sense that they're together. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's never gonna make sense. But the because they're just, but my, admittedly, my mind is in Nolan's Batman, you know. Mm-hmm. But to me, the reason I always took the Batman, even when I was a kid, even though there were some super, more supernatural or fantastical elements to it, is that it was grounded. Batman's always been grounded. It's just a matter of how grounded it is, and it got fucking really grounded with Nolan, and that's why it was fucking good, you know. And yeah, so but... I was always excited. Killer Croc might be an exception or Poison Ivy, but I think they can do them. But I was always excited. How would you do Mister Freeze if no one like was going to do Mister Freeze? Like, how would you do Mister Freeze? That was the thing I was always excited about. Was Scarecrow's easy and and Joker's re- easy and Bane's easy and Riddler would be easy and all these characters. But I always wanted to see like I always wanted him to take one of the supernatural ones, like Killer Croc, and be like, how do you make Killer Croc? How do you do it? You know, like like yeah. figure it out and 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 make it real. And that that was always what was so exciting to me. That's the point I'm trying to make is that DC, w- just with Batman and the popularity of Batman, made something grounded and something real. And that's what I was talking about with my dad. And like people believed it. You know what I mean? And people aren't like I'm. Not, you have to suspend your disbelief, of course, but sure. It, but it's believable. I believe that those Nolan movies were as grounded as you could possibly have made it, and that was good. That's what they should have kept with. See, I and think- so when you put Superman into Batman's universe. I agree, and that's why I think that no. I talked to Greg about it. I'm like, when Bat, when Superman rips the doors off of Batman's Batmobile, I'm like, come on, like these two can't fight. No, see, you I know? think, like, but see, I think what you need to do is before you see the movie, specifically before you see the movie, you need to read The Dark Knight Returns, and you need to read it because that's how you tell that story. And it's there's a lot more depth to it than just two people squaring off against each other. One who clearly is going to win no matter what. And I don't want to spoil anything for you, but that that to me is what that can be. And if it's anywhere close to that, it'll blow Marvel out of the water. It won't be, unfortunately. I don't think I don't think they'll get as close. To, you know, I don't think they'll have the impact that The Dark Knight Returns the comic book had. But if you read that, you'll look and go, oh, okay. If you do treat this from a way more adult perspective, you can get a very very impactful story told. Um, but also the problem with the Nolan, uh, movies is that when it's so that I'll disagree in that. I think the third movie started, took a sharp turn downward. Um, the, the realism kind of started to destroy it after a while because it it became a product of its own, uh, of that own, uh, environment that it created you Bane holding a city for an entire year was absurd. 
That was absurd. And it was absurd because the movie is supposed to be based in reality. And that is an unrealistic thing to have happen. Right. There's no it doesn't. Why? What the hell is the point of that? Yeah, but I I, I disagree with that fundamentally. In this, and I, I really we talked about this like it's not a, a farce. Like I really do think that's the best one because Bane had motive and none of the other guys did. But the motive and that was, was and that what was, was the motive? He, he was giving he's like I said, it's it's so it clearly inspired by Occupy Wall Street, that movie. He's he's giving the power back to the people. Like he like but it's he not gonna... necessarily it's not necessarily his intent, but that's what the movie's about. It's a it's a power it's a peasant revolt. You know what I mean? Like as opposed to I appreciate like the man that wants to watch the world burn, the man doesn't give a fuck like Joker thing, but Joker had no intent like no motive. So like it was fun to watch, but why the fuck like my question is why was Joker doing anything? Well, see, he was but that doing? but that's why that movie was so good and why why The Dark Knight Rises wasn't wasn't quite as good it was because that there was there is a morbid fascination and curiosity with watching someone who stands for the moral right and will not kill and is based in reality go up against something that has no laws and no constraints right that's what a lot of people resonate with with the dark knight is that you they wrote a character and let's let's not mince any bones about the the joker made that movie because the joker was so well done that no matter what you could do as a logical person you can't beat him you can't beat that character and even at the end one could argue that he didn't beat him the only way to beat him would have been to kill him, and you can't kill him because it would break his moral code. So the Joker always wins because he's always alive, right? With The Dark Knight Rises, I think it was just so farcical and so fantastical that you're like, how is this even going to be? A th- How's he going to? Why? Why? Why is all of this happening? Whereas with the Joker, you're like, I know why it's happening because the Joker wants it to happen because we have no control of our lives. And that's what the and that's what the Joker really kind of uh, signifies for us. I don't necessarily disagree with that point, but. The reason rises is so good in my mind, or is multiple reasons. A, I, I again, like I think it's clearly inspired by political events, and I think I like the idea of a guy coming in and just—he's all about anarchy and, and and lack of control. He gives the city to the people, mm-hmm. you know. He and I love all the. There's little lines in the movie and little scenes in the movie that are awesome. I love Catwoman's line when she's like, um, she said something about how you guys have had so much and you've left so little for the rest of us, or whatever. And I'm like, that's a fucking awesome, awesome line, that- and it set the whole. The whole rhythm up so like when they're in all the mansions and they're having parties and just like and people are hiding from the like the, the mobs right. and stuff like that. I'm like, this is this is awesome. And it ties back to Batman Begins because it's it's you know, because of Ra's al Ghul and or, right? The, yeah, the, Ra's al Ghul. And, and like they that was the problem with the second movie is that they didn't touch on anything that happened in the first movie at all. The the movie that wrapped up the trilogy was the third movie directly. Sure, but so, the way, but the way in which they wrapped a, it up. He, and and Bane is from that group, you know. The, yeah, and that and that that was a great and, and that was awesome. But the problem was Ra's al Ghul's original intention was to have the 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 city purge itself by an upheaval that would eventually just basically he wanted the city to just kind of all, all the scum apart. just tear itself apart, right? But and that's awesome. And if that had been their motivation, I'd have been like, this is a stunning conclusion to this trilogy. But they were going to blow the fucking thing up. They were going to just nuke the city. What was the point of that? With themselves in it, I might add. That's what I loved about it. Is Bane was totally suicidal. But that was totally like, and, and that's where it started to break down for me was I was like, wait a minute. The grand plan is just to blow the city up after holding it hostage for a year. What is that proving? Right. Whereas the Joker had a point to prove, which was that if you think you're in control of your life, you're not. You're not. You, there, there is no such. There's this thin veil of society breaks down the second you. Inter- I forget what the line is, but the second you introduce a little chaos into yeah, it, yeah. everything goes away, right? And that's awesome because that's reality, right? We we are all we have this social contract with each other, but the second anything happens, we all turn into animals, and we saw that in the second one. What was Bane's grand message sending out to the world? Hey, by the way, when you hold the city hostage, it turns on itself, and then when you blow it up, it blows up. <laughs> that's it. Hey, his, I his can me- nuke a city. I can nuke anyone. Can nuke a city. His message was. <laughs> Take back your city. 
Yes. <laughs> he yes. said it quite yes. clearly. I, I, by the way, uh, as, as a note to that, uh, someone on the on the fan run Facebook group had circulated. I, I never seen this before. I mean, you guys probably had because you were just more engaged in, in this stuff. Um, when they had shown before, they showed like the entire opening sequence of mm. of this third movie like early to people, like six or eight months before the movie came out, okay. before a certain movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I and, and no one could understand what Bane was nope. saying. I didn't realize that that is why. Like, I knew that Nolan ch- changed it in post or whatever, and like made him re-record his lines and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I didn't realize it was because the audiences complained. I always thought that he because I was reading like news clips from that time, and they're like. And Nolan was saying, I think it was Nolan was saying things like, you don't need to understand everything he's saying, as long as you understand the intent. And I'm like, really? Like, that's so weird. Like, so they even knew at the time with his mask on that they could not hear him. And and then audiences, like, widely complained, and so they redubbed it. I had no idea that that was the sequence of events. Oh, yeah. I just people, thought that was an interesting tidbit in case people that was didn't know that. That almost, I mean, that was that was huge. When that when that when when people saw that, the number one thing they came back with was like, it was cool, but... And you never want no people saying that. Saying. You never want there to be a but when people are promoting your, you know, when there's a word of mouth going around. Um, he had a similar thing happen. This is not the only time Nolan's had this happen. He had a similar thing happen with Interstellar where he released the IMAX version and everyone, myself included, saw it and was like, the sound mix is so off for this movie that it actually hurts to sit in the audience because there was so much bass. At one point, I turned to my wife, and she was covering her ears. Like, what the fuck's going on with this? And I'm like, I don't know. That must be – and I assumed it was something that the the, the projectionist had done. That maybe there Turned was a sound the knob mix. up. Yeah, there was, maybe there's was just too much bass, and they had to go right back and, and EQ it. Or maybe the sound system wasn't set up perfectly for that. But he came out and apologized and was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I guess people just don't like that much – a wall of sound coming at them for certain points. I'm all about that. Um, I, I thought uh, it was okay, but yeah, that that Bane specifically, and that was that was it sucked for Tom Hardy too because I guess he, you know, for, you never want someone to go back and have to redo their performance. Yeah, and of course, then it just sounded like he was being broadcast over a stereo. I, I, oh, yeah, I, I love that. I thought I, I still stand by that. That voice is unsettling as shit and perfect for that for that character. Oh, it's so it fucking weird. Like I, that that's what I love. It's about. Hulk Hogan's body with Mr. Magoo's voice. <laughs> like, what I, are you doing? I, 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 I remember. Yeah, again, when I first saw it, I was like, "This is all." I remember at the plane sequence. I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. Like, like it, this is fu- he's fucking creepy as shit. You know what's you know? <laughs> what's even funnier about that? And then I'm, I know we're going along on this topic. What's even funnier about that is had they just done the ADR, the the voice replacement from the guest. Go and no one had ever seen that other stuff. No one would have given it that much yeah. shit. It's the fact that there was such a big deal made of. Oh God! Now Tom Hardy has to go back and read. Because by the way, it's very popular for watch any movie. Probably sixty percent of it is ADR. Hey, you're filming on a street. You're filming on a beach. Anytime sure, sure, you see sure. a beach scene, that's not their voices because you can't you can't mask out the waves. You'll be like, honey, I like, you know. And that's just that. So so normally, if you get a good ADR and a good sound recorders, they can figure it out. But. Um, on that specifics, yeah, that one that was just the headlines hit, and then it was like, then you're paying extra close attention every time. It's like, yeah. yes, and you're like, wait, his eyes are going the wrong way. What the hell is happening? <laughs> I, 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 I will say just real quick because I, I, again, we are wrapping up, the, and I think Nick would appreciate this the most. Although you know, you're all film fans, is that, and I, I've expressed this, I think maybe on Conor Greg. I don't. We talk so much, I don't know where the fuck I said any of this shit. Uh, the going back and watching the Batman trilogy again, which I did just a couple weeks ago in order, um, just back to back to back made me realize that with Interstellar and also with Inception, and I guess Memento as well, that I am just a fucking huge Christopher Nolan fan. Like, I just, I I am, like, so on that guy's fucking dick, it's, like, not even funny. Like, I, I am, it may, for the first time, I've identified, and this makes me excited about film, and it makes me excited about cinema, like, I've identified someone that just does what he does in such a masterful way that I'm like, yeah. you can't fuck up. And I almost feel bad for him, like, if he ever does make a movie that's bad. 
I haven't seen all of his movies, but I'm just like like he he must have to be so deliberate now yeah. with the projects he creates because it just gets better and better and better and better. Like Interstellar, to me is like so extraordinary that you know, and and the Batman trilogy and Inception. I'm like these are fucking awesome, yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome movies, and I and I. So I thought you maybe would appreciate that that like I've identified for the first time a, a thematic style of groundedness, you know, taking yeah. the unusual whether it's traveling through your mind and some weird time travel shit or fucking space travel and all this or Batman and just he just grounds it. Yeah, and, well, I, and, I, and I, I I fucking I love it. I think he's so talented. I cannot wait to see what he does next. I can't. I can't. And I've never felt that way about a director ever. Or well, a writer. Ever. I think that's why a lot of people like him, right? It's because he has a clear vision and he executes against that. Similar to the reason why a lot of people don't like George Lucas was because he had that similar thing. It just didn't quite work out. Where Nolan is a master storyteller and he works with his brother and his team to tell his story. Now, a lot of people will go, you can go in and pick apart things in his movies where you're like, ah, really? But by the end of it, you're like, shit. That was a piece of art, right? Similar yeah. to how you can go into a 20-hour video game and be like, like we played Arkham. We're like, don't like the tank stuff. Don't like it at all. Yeah. Still love that game. Yeah, That's Nolan in a nutshell. Nolan in a nutshell. Real quick before we end this topic, uh, Kevin texts and says, The Rock's shirt size is unknown, likely 2XL. So now, Kevin, get him a uh, This Is What Ball It Feels Like t-shirt. Nick. Yes, sir. What's your topic? Well, uh, we've been busy lately. Very busy. This yeah. is We're coming up on our fourth, fifth convention of this year, sixth convention, seventh. It Ooh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We our second great... in five weeks. Right. Uh we had a great time at Comic-Con. We had a great time at E3, obviously. Um, Comic-Con was a specific blast because it was an opportunity really to just get out there and network uh, with a lot of people, a lot of our peers. Um, but I'm tired. And it's only going to get ever more so by the fact that we have got There's five, five weeks, more. four conventions. Right. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I'm very happy to be going. and I'm very happy to be traveling with you gentlemen. And uh, in, in a couple specific instances, I get to bunk with Colin. So we will, I'm sure, pick up our conversation of chatting like little schoolgirls, giggling uh, until the wee hours of the morning. But if you guys were given a week off right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's your ideal <laughs> way to spend an entire – I'm talking like an entire week, no, all expenses paid for. The company's just like, hey, Tim, you've done a great job. We'll send you anywhere you want. You can do anything you want. How do you take a vacation? What's your vacation? I mean, this is such a lame answer, but seriously, all I would want, and I said this yesterday to you guys, I just want three days to sleep. Mm. I don't care where I'm sleeping. Actually, I just want a bed. <laughs> yeah. Just get me a bed with a lot of pillows. Like, I want pillows surrounding me. You should want a bed made of pillows? Yeah. 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 I like that. Yes, yeah. That sounds really good. And then I just want, I want strategically throughout those three day, three days, two meals a day. I don't need breakfast. So just lunch and dinner. I want people to, right when I want them to, come to me, take me to wherever I want to go, eat out somewhere, and then take me right back. Maybe go to a Best Buy on the way back, mm-hmm. walk around a little bit. Right. Get then go back in the bed and lay until the next <laughs> feeding time. Yeah, okay. And just go. The person would be Kevin. I would mm-hmm. want Kevin to pick me up. And I want Kevin to take me to the Best Buy. Okay. And the rest of the days, I just go back to work. I, I can't imagine not working. Yeah. But I want three days. Three days. Hibernation. Three days of hibernation. Hibernation 2015. We deserve like a hibernation con. Okay. Like Hypercon. 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 
Like Cybertron. Hyper doesn't sound, no. I know. But Hypercon sounds, sounds like the opposite of what we want. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like we're going to be really busy. We're going to be really I don't want that busy. at all. No, not at all. Yeah, I think that's it. You okay. know, I could add a bunch of little more details, but I think you guys get the picture. No, that that makes sense. Um, Colin, what, what would you do if I if three days, four days, three ten days, weeks? Days. I mean, the, here's the thing about about vacations for me, or mm-hmm. and, and by that I mean like leaving and going places, mm-hmm. is that I never enjoy it. Like I just, I'm always when I go somewhere, wherever it is, I always can't wait to not be there anymore. And I, like, I, I just, I don't know why that is. Like, I need to be in my space. And that, my space is my space. It's not even, I even feel that way when I go to New York. Like, I'm excited to be there and excited to see people, but I'm also like, all right, like, I don't have all my accoutrements in my life here mm-hmm. right now. I need my accoutrements. Uh, I need my accoutrements. But, like, when I was in Iceland or when I go to Europe or when I've got, even when I've gone to Japan, I enjoy my time at these places, but I'm always like, all right, five more days. All right, four more days. All right, three more days. And I'm always excited the day I leave. Because I'm like, I don't have to be here anymore. And right. I know that that's fucking weird. I just don't... Because I've never had, like, a bad vacation or been in a place where I was like, this is awful, and I can't fucking believe I'm in this fucking shithole. But um, but it's more like I just like being in my own space. So my ideal vacation is 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 uh, is what I called retirement vacation, which I took when I, my, our last year at IGN, which is like, I took, like, 10 days off, and I just didn't do a fucking goddamn thing. I, like, got up every morning. I went to the diner and had breakfast. I laid around and played games and just chilled and watched movies, and mm-hmm. I didn't do fucking anything. And and that was that was so ideal. That's why I'm so excited. And I call it a retirement vacation because that's a, repl- a replication of what I want my retirement to be, which is doing nothing. You know, I, but my my uncle, who I you know I love very much, um, is about to retire from his job, and he he built a new house and he's leaving the island. And uh, I was asking him what what are you gonna do, you know? And I'm like, you gonna you gonna vacation? You wanna play golf? And he's like, no, nah, just wanna hang out. And I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> like he, like he, get, he gets it. You know, he totally gets it. He's like, I'm just gonna do whatever. No yeah. plan. Just yeah. gonna hang out. I got all the money I need. I got my house. Got my wife. Got my dogs. Just gonna chill. I'm like, fuck, man. Because most people, I feel like there's always an agenda, right? Most people are like, I want to travel, and I want to. I'm like, I don't want to fucking travel. I don't care. You know, like we have, we have the like. It's not. It's, I know it's such like an ignorant American thing to say, but I've been, I've been places. I've been like in different countries around the world, and I've enjoyed it. But we have the internet. We have movies and TV. I don't need to be there on the ground necessarily. With the way VR is going, <laughs> we'll five years you're going to be able to tour the Louvre whenever you want. Exactly. So, yeah. so it's just, to me, it's just that I would feel that way regardless of where I lived. It's like, where is the most Collins shit, right? In Collins' apartment or house, wherever that mm-hmm. might be. It was in Boston. It was in New York. Now it's in San Francisco. So ideally, I would just stay in San Francisco. And just be do whatever I want, yeah. and uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, so I don't feel the need to travel or, or do those kinds of things. I know that's weird. I know that's so profoundly weird to people, but that's just. I think it's just it speaks to my homebodiness and kind of my. Um, I like to just be alone. I know people think that that's a joke, and it's not. I don't mean that literally. Like I like being around my friends. Like we're we're together every day, but I generally like to just be left alone. I like to left be left to my own devices. I don't think that's weird though. I mean, because I'm definitely I'm like that too, and like my answer is very much like that. Now, thinking about it, though, because I'm not totally, totally 100% not wanting to interact with anybody. So that's why I have Kevin picking me up for food and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, so I, to flesh this out a bit more, if I have a week, I want three days of my Hypercon. Then I want to go so hard at Disneyland. Like, I've never went. <laughs> like, I, I want just to just go nuts. You're going to do every ride. Do, uh, I mean, I, that's not that hard. Sorry. That's just normal, Greg. You're going to eat a corn dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Turkey pretty nuts though. We're gonna go hard. I want to be there from opening to close. Tire myself the fuck out. Then, one day of sleep, to like, you know, 
get my, my shit back. Recalibrate. Then a day in Hawaii. Now, in order for all of this to be perfect, I want there to be no travel time. Teleportation. So someone needs to pay to teleport me because that's how that works. Um, and I want them to teleport all my friends. And all I want to do in Hawaii is two things. Jump off cliffs into water and wrestle with people in water. That's it. Then I want to go back and the rest of the time sleep. You know Virgin America goes to Hawaii now. Oh, I know, Greg. Save them points. I know. Okay, just let you know. That's it. Greg? Greg. I mean, am I similar to Colin? Yeah. Like, If it was right now, you're giving me a week off, right? It would mm-hmm. be a bad scene. Because the first thing I would do is call Konami and be like, can I get Metal Gear early? Can I get like I don't want to burn this week off and not have something to play. Right. I don't want to I want to have something I'm all in on. This is what I want to mm-hmm. do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would do that, hit them up or fall out. You know what I mean? Like in a perfect world, I'm gonna delay the weeks to one of these points in time. Right. So I can do that. And then yeah, wake up when you wake up, play games, go out for a pizza, hang out, walk Portillo. Yeah. i I mean I would I in I'm just like Tim, I'd be drawn back to work. Clean up the YouTube pages. You can delete all this playlist, by the way. I was looking at them last night. I'm like, I'm never, I'm never gonna have okay, time good. to. Re- I will. I'm never gonna have time to put these into another playlist. Yeah. So fuck it. I'll, I'll just make notes all of anything that looks important. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's just dumb shit like that. But it's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I like, maybe. I mean, like, maybe I would go to Colombia. I like going to Colombia and visiting, hanging out with friends and family mm-hmm. there. You know, do a football weekend like I did. I, you know, last. Like it's not the real. Well, last time for vacation, went to Mexico for that week. Right. Before that, went to Missouri for a week and hung out in Colombia. And I liked Colombia, Missouri more than I liked Mexico. I would rather stay in Columbia, Missouri a week where I woke up when I went, me, Christine and I woke up whenever we wanted to. We went downtown and ate either at Shakespeare's or CJ's for wings. Then we walked over to shortwave coffee and we played freedom wars at the table. That was perfect. And it was, it was bookended by football games. That was right. a perfect vacation. Now that was a perfect vacation because the game I wanted to play was portable. Mm-hmm. Big, big asterisk. Big you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, yeah. if, if metal gear would have been out then, then no, fuck no, I don't want to be in Missouri. I want to be fucking at, around the big TV. Interesting. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. See, I think, I think, the reason I bring this up a little bit is because my wife and I were talking about this last night where she was like, we should, she obviously works in the city and feels locked into the city, right? She doesn't travel as much, nearly as much as we do. Yeah. And so I think my, my initial gut reaction is I just want to stay here and do nothing and recharge. But then I think back to the times when she has, she has gotten me to travel somewhere else. And I think the power of that for me, bless you. Thanks. Is that when I do go somewhere else, I don't take the work with me. And I do physically mm, mm, feel mm. like I'm removed and recharging the battery and disconnected. Where if I stay in my home, eventually what's going to happen is I'll be like, the first day is awesome. I'll sleep. Where I'll do all the things I normally like to do. I'd go to Starbucks in the morning, Jacket. read a little bit, hit it a couple times. Um, yeah, just slow, just slowly. Just just a four-hour jerk sesh. Um <laughs> Oh, I thought you were. What are you doing over there? I'm moving my leg. Oh, okay, getting me aroused. Jesus, my pants right. are getting too wow. tight over here. <laughs> Fantastic. But then, inevitably, on the second or third day, what happens is the phone starts to come out, and then I see an email real quick. Uh, let me get the let me get the I'm laptop out. I'm texting you. Hey, I know you're on vacation, but can right. I get a lower third? I this thing. So, like to me, I think the the optimal way to do it is how I normally go on vacation with my wife, where we just go someplace and chill, like nice hotel room. Not too far away, not a crazy flight, so I'm jet lagged, so it takes me a day to de-jet lag before I can actually relax. Preferably somewhere in the United States. It could be Hawaii, but someplace where my cell phone still works, so I don't have to worry about any of that shit. Um, And then just, yeah, big comfy hotel room, nice view. We walk around a lot so we can tucker each other out, go to a nice dinner, come back, chill, maybe order some room service in the morning or at some point, and then a massage appointment here and there. Just to kind of work out the rest of the tension. 
and then just me, my wife, and a big hotel bedroom. That's it. Talking That's really each it. other out. And and occasionally, like if we're like down in Santa Cruz, maybe that hotel room has a lot of freshly made cookies that mm. I would be I would be okay with. We, my wife and I do that sometimes when we travel. We'll we'll hit one place and we'll hit it hard. Like last time we went, we went to a place called the um, Cookie Factory. No, Cookies uh, on Wheels, something like that. Cook, cook, cook. No, but when we went down to uh, <laughs> we went down to Monterey. Oh, was it Monterey? What's the oh um, well, we went to the Monterey one time and we found this cheese place and I was like, bam, we're just getting a lot of cheese and salami and crackers. Okay, and we just subsisted off of those for like an entire day and a half. Nice. Then I felt really bad. Yeah, right after you're all sodium. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. But you know, I, I like those opportunities. That's why I'm happy. I gotta. Gotta talk to my wife a little bit more about that. But it, it is hard because wrapping your head around getting back on a plane right now for pleasure doesn't sound pleasurable. Getting back in the car to drive for a few hours to go someplace for pleasure doesn't sound pleasurable. What really does sound great to me would be to do exactly what Tim said. There's some some combination of all of you where it's just sit on a bed until it's time for someone to bring me food, go up to my couch, sit on the couch with my big screen TV, put on a movie that I like, and then just open my mouth and have someone put the food, the Taco Bell, into my mouth. And then they do this to your jaw to make you chew. Yeah, and then when I have to poop, they just get in there and and, and right take up, it all out just for get me. Right up in that butt. Just oh my that god! Just vacuum out. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He had a lot of nachos this time. <laughs> They're doing the commentary while they yeah. do it. That's gross. Jesus, what's going on here? This well, guy's got I, a lot going on. I like on how much. Yeah, why are they moving around? I feel like so it would just be a tube. It's more of like a no. They're in there. All right, they're really vacuuming, huh? They're getting yeah. all the crevasses huh. out of my. Uh, hey, to each his own. My bowels, you know, they're sure. just getting up there. Uh, some corn. I've had some shit shoved into my ass uh, by doctors in the past, and it's uh, it's similar. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I remember that whole ordeal in your life. Oh, it's fantastic. That time period. I told you the whole thing about how the first time a doctor stuck his finger in my ass when I was a kid. It was a. Uh, was this I, I, hopefully an appointment that you made? <laughs> no, it was so weird. He just told me to come into a room and he put a finger. Um, no, I, I, I like the the one thing, the unfortunate thing you learn when you have like stomach and colon problems is that they, it's just a lot of it is just going focused on your ass yeah. because that's just the way in. And uh, <laughs> it's just, and I, I mean, that's my and, motto, really. And and uh, <laughs> and I, or they can go true. down your throat too, for you, but that's you and don't not, want that. that's even worse. I fucking I had I've had that too. Um, Given the choice of a giant tube down my throat or a giant tube up my butt. I'll go butt. They're gonna knock you out either way. <laughs> I would just rather them not be fucking around like with my throat. Yeah, just cut my butt. Uh, but uh, I, I'll never forget. Like he, the doctor was like, "All right, I got you." Know, put his glove on. Put the, the lube on his fucking finger. You know, that was just like his Vaseline. Or whatever. And he's just like, "All right, I got to." I like know, how do Nick this. goes two fingers. And he's got a. Yeah, he's putting it all on his hand. But I remember he's like, "All right, the count of three. I'm gonna go in. And I'm just gonna feel around." And then, and then I remember him go one, two, and just went in. Like like, and I was like, you know, like, like I was like, oh my god. <laughs> And I'll never forget because my dad, you know, obviously, you know, way older, um, and you know, you have to you have to be careful with that shit when you get older. You know, you get a lot of your prostate exam and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, just get. He's like, you're a man, and um, just get used to it because yeah. this is the way. It's the older you get, the more doctors are just going to be wanting to probe your ass, basically, with uh, all matter of things to make sure you're okay. So, you know, uh, I, yeah, growing up, my dad told me he was like, you know, being a man really means letting other men play with your butthole. <laughs> And I took that to heart. Yeah, no, absolutely. The one thing I was wondering when I got my colonoscopy <laughs> last time was that you know they knock you out and they they the, the, the drugs are just the best. And then they and they 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 make me so fucking loopy, man. They're yeah. so there's there are funny videos that Cheryl has of me that are like I don't remember anything that I'm saying. It's great that she took a video of you. Oh yeah, she thought it was the funniest yeah, that's thing. That's awesome. And uh, they put you on your side and then they sh- you know and I was just like what I've always I was always curious like based on these guys do this every day, right? This team of people at Kaiser or whatever they do this every day. Yeah. So they they they're you know they have they chose that lifestyle. Yeah, I mean that, that, this is the, the doctor specializes in these things. The team probably you know they're very good at it. Get but the I, butt I, guy. But I, but I'm like what? Uh, 
I I want I wish I was cognizant enough to ask because the doctor was talking. I remember the doctor talking to me and be like, "You have no." He was literally like, "You have no idea what I'm saying." So I'm just gonna talk to you later, right? Because I was like so loopy and weird, right? But I wanted to ask like, what what is the nature of my ass compared to the 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 asses that you've probed before? <laughs> Am I in like the top ten or twenty percent in terms of cleanliness and 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 shape and size? In other words. Is my ass good? When you saw my ass, was it mm. better than usual, or were you disappointed that the ass yeah. wasn't as good? Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I, I don't. That can mean anything. It, the, the nature of the hole, the hairiness level, the fat, smoothness, content. smell, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, there's a tightness factor too mm-hmm. that you're like, I want it to be as tight as humanly possible, but sure. then that's kind of the opposite of what the doctor wants because sure. he can't, he can't get a couple knuckles in there. Sure, you know what I mean. So I, I was just, I wanted to ask someone like, what is, what is, what is the God. nature of it? And yeah. I'll tell, and I'll tell you again, what I 100 woke up during that colonoscopy. I'll, ne- I'll never forget it. Like I, I think I told you guys like, and people, you have false memories when you are when you're drugged mm-hmm. like that but i swear to god i woke up and like a, a male nurse like jumped on top of me like to like make me not move like i could feel something like in my ass and in me and i like what like jarred awake and i remember like i remember someone like coming around like bear almost like bear hugging me because if i kept moving i probably would have ripped something and like killed myself yeah that's like, i remember that really clearly and then i was just back knocked out again and i'm like there's no way i made that up right but maybe i did i don't maybe. know it was scary like it's a scary thought it's like who, i'll never know if it's a real memory or not but my question to you, and this is this might be getting a little too personal. There's probably nothing you can ask me. But when you personal. woke up, yeah, was there a part of you that was aroused by the whole occasion? No, because I did. Wonder- you look down and see yourself just like I'm Jesus Christ. I've never seen something that erect in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because it's because when I wake up from my endoscopy or colonoscopy, I am so <laughs> wasted that I wouldn't have time to enjoy the moment. You know what I mean? I am so fucked up. Right. The, so for some reason, right. those th- that particular <laughs> that particular drug does something to me like that. It's not supposed to do. No. Like 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 it's supposed to knock you out, and make you loopy. But I am fucking wrecked. Yeah. On that shit. Like. Yeah. And I I kid around with the doctor the first time. I didn't like it very much. Uh, or one of the nurses where I'm like, man, those drugs are like awesome. And the, the I think it was like the nurse where just like looked at me and was just like, the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just. The, I, I am almost uncomfortable when I wake up from one of those things because I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. And mm-hmm. I know I don't know what the fuck is going on. And mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. Yeah. That, yeah, that sounds horrifying. I don't think anyone's ever put anything in my butt. Ever. I don't think a doctor do you know ever did anything. That's a topic for another day. Because <laughs> this was vacations. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, what's your topic? All right. So I don't know how to, I don't know how to express this uh, succinctly. So just deal with me for a moment, if you will. Um, so we often talk about, uh, IP, we talk about our movies, our family movies, TV shows, comic books, mm-hmm. games, um, and we, we we criticize things, right? But the reality is that we probably couldn't do any better with a lot of the things that we criticize. Right. But I'm curious about, and it doesn't have to be something you criticize, it could be something you love, but we, you know, we criticize Game X, but we pr- certainly could have done Game X any better. Um, but I'm curious about what is the one thing you can identify, the one IP, the one series, whatever, that... If given the opportunity to do something with it, that you're confident that you can do it better than what's being done to it right now. Like, oh. uh, in other words, like you could be the writer, the director, whatever you want to be, and sure. you have the means necessary to execute on the plan. What are you confident in that you could do better than what's being done with it right now? So, for instance, I, I've criticized, I don't know, uh, Arkham or, or Arkham uh, Knight's uh, tank battles, but I don't know what the fuck I would do. I, mean, like, I can't right. do it any better, you know? I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. But there's something specifically that I think I can actually do really well. And I'm, but before I answer, I'm curious what your guys' answer is uh, to that question, if it makes any sense. It does. It makes sense. I don't. 
I don't have any illusions to the, uh, making me think that I could actually do anything better than what people are doing out there. When you get up to the level of, you know, my brain instantly thinks. Uh, Colin and Greg live. <laughs> well, I'm so I fucking around. <laughs> I do just want to put it on the table that when Colin and I hosted, the first time I hosted it, did get 10,000 concurrence, uh, which we have only gotten those types of numbers uh, during rare instances, mm-hmm. namely E3 right. or when I host. There's a, those are the two things. Those, are the, those are the two things. So I do think that in in a nutshell, um, that is one thing. But well, you know, when you start talking and when you get up to levels of like you're talking Batman v Superman, it is funny because you hear people criticize, right? You're like, oh, that movie wasn't good. That wasn't good. There is such a difference between criticizing someone's work and actually doing the work. It is. There's no comparison, right? Like I have no. There's no way I could compare myself and what I do with Zack Snyder. That man is on a different, a whole other level, right? And it takes a lot of effort and a lot of talent to make Man of Steel. Even though everyone didn't necessarily love Man of Steel, that movie was a technical marvel. It was beautifully made. The acting was superb in it. Um, it had some minor story elements that I think if they had tweaked, it could have been, it could have hit on all cylinders. But ultimately, there's no way I would, I, there's no way I would say stepping in there right now. I could do a better job than him. Sure. It's not going to happen. Sure. Um, having said that, I think if someone went to Tim Geddes and said, Tim, I need you to write either a Transformers movie or a Pokemon movie, I would like to see either of those films. Yeah, not I, direct. It, just write the story for what these sh- what should happen in the story of these. I think yeah. it would be hilarious to see what you come up with. It's funny that because this topic, immediately I start thinking about what I think you guys would nail. Like, yeah. A Superman by Greg, I think, would be my oh, answer. Be not awesome. that that would be your answer. No, my and answer like, is you, a Superman video game. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. For you, Mega Man, I think, is the clear answer where it's like I feel like mm. you understand Mega Man so well that probably better than anyone, like even the people that make that game just because it's like you are in love with it and you're in love with everything about it, which I think is what makes it important. And you also love playing it. And I think that adds an extra level of like, what do you love about playing it, not just the creation of it? So you would bring that into whatever you created from it. But then for me, it's like, I love Transformers, but it's like, I am not the right person to like, I know taking, I've said this a million times. Mm-hmm. I'm not that funny of a person. Yeah, you are. But you're I know what's funny. funny. Right. And like I know how to curate things together, so it's like that's why I'm such a big fan of lists. So I think mm-hmm. I, I could do BuzzFeed better than BuzzFeed, but that's not true because BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed's fucking good at what right. they do. Certain right. lists I, I can do better, but my point is I'm good at like taking the little things and putting it together into what I know is right. And in that way, I can take the aspects of Transformers, put that into one thing, and be like, this would be an awesome story, taking bits and pieces of what other people are doing. But I don't think I could come up with that good of a thing. Pokemon, on the other hand. Yeah, I think I do. That. I bet you I could. could. I, be, I would love to see, like, I, I'm not, and I'm not talking about the technical standpoint no, of, of writing not. a script. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, that you could learn, but that's not what we're talking about. What I'm saying is, you know, oftentimes you'll see story by this person, right? And what that really is, is that person just sat down and wrote the story of, like, I think this should happen first, this, 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 here's this beat. And they just wrote a, you know, 20 page treatment or whatever it is, gave that to the screenwriter or worked with the screenwriter. And that person put it in this specific format that would then, you know, mm-hmm. deliver the lines. I think you writing I, – I think you could do that for Pokemon, and I think it would be Yeah, I think Pokemon awesome. would be – And I think it would be go-to. just the right amount of modern with just the right amount of fan service for the without classical. Without it being just like – Without it being bad. Obnoxious. And I yeah. think you would also be good because you are an adult who has the perspective more often than not of younger generations with that adult uh, uh, mindset, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's 
the single most important and powerful thing for a storyteller to have, especially when you're making a movie like like uh, or, or movies. Uh, it's Brad Bird has it, for instance, right? When Brad Bird goes to makes the to make uh, an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that movie to him, I don't think is any different than if he were to make a live action. It just happens to be animated, which appeals to kids. And he has those right touchstones in the in the films that the kids that appeal to kids. But really, I can, I'm going to watch Invincibles when I'm 50 and probably be like, God damn, this Incredibles. is just a good, incredible. Excuse me, not Invincibles. Are you um, talking like you're 50? Uh, what? Who am I? Where am I? Uh, I'll watch that, and it's still a phenomenal film. Mm-hmm. I think you would also write a really good st- Superman story, that, and that's what I'm saying with you with the game. Yeah. Technically, sure, you would be like these mechanics don't work, but realistically, what you're really talking about is you're going to write a, a good experience out right. of Superman. One of the things, I mean, I'll eventually make it for this channel, and it, uh, it's funny because Justin uh, McElroy just did it for Polygon, like what, how to make a good Superman game or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we and all know he's a completely horrible he's, human being. He's a son of a bitch. He's a terrible and human being that stole your idea. idea still no, my he's original plan was to have the video ready when we launched Kind of Funny Games sure. in January, but obviously the end of December was so packed. But I have a whole treatment in my head that I've actually put on the phone in terms of like what it is and where I'm going and what like I, and it's me sitting down and explaining the mechanics and what the story is and how it all pieces together. But yeah, it would be like if tomorrow Sucker Punch called me and was like, we want you to come up and make Infamous 3 or whatever and we're gonna use, we loved what you did there, right? It would be me walking in and explaining I want this power and this and this is how you get it. And it wouldn't mm-hmm. be me like designing. On sure, a, no, no, you know, no. Yeah, You'd yeah, be that. producing for all Yeah, exactly. Pieces, I'd yeah. be doing the story idea and then going yeah. from there. Yeah. Um, we should put that video together. You never know. Did, didn't should. you just tell me that uh, was it Max Landis is doing a comic book run now? Yeah, he's getting to do. Uh, yeah, well, he did. A, yeah, Max Landis has his own Superman book. It's the longest, the short end of that story. Right, but that's awesome, right? And that's him putting out that energy over and over and over again. Yeah. Now, Max Landis is crazy. Love to meet that man one day. Um, he was at a Geeky Century party. Was he? Yep. Uh, I was really. I was drinking uh, pineapple and vodkas and letting everyone make fun of me for being back in college. No shit. No, I, I love that. No that's Nick's drink now. Like it's that's just so. Uh, Anthony's wife. The last she night was, was there? well. No, oh. she was. She wasn't at that party. But Anthony's wife. Every single person that I ordered that around was like, "What are you a, soror- a freshman sorority girl? Are you pledging a sorority?" You're like, I'm like, leave me alone. I like it. I just I was really craving um, pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. I don't know why, but. Uh, you know that's funny. We should you should put that together. You never know. No, you never know what happens. It's not, it's, but I, I want to do it right with graphics and the visuals. I want to pull from comics. It's just, it's just a big project. Yeah. So yeah, we cool should project, probably though. sit down and like I should make the script and we should film that part yeah. so I can start chipping away at it. But I'd love to help you with that. I could also just talk fun. about it forever. You could, but talk is cheap. That's what they say. Actions are expensive. Yep. Colin, and, what are you gonna do? Um, well, the two things came to, when I thought of this idea. Two things came to mind. First thing that came to mind was GI Joe, but I don't think that. I don't G.I. Joe is one of those things I think that needs to be left alone. I don't think that it's relevant anymore and I think it's timeliness in the 80s and early 90s is what makes me- or, uh, G.I. Joe G.I. Joe but Mega Man to me uh, Tim nailed it. I am 100% confident that I can write and direct a reboot of Mega Man and make it relevant. Like I, I like I am Movie so or I, game? a game. I am so confident in that that like completely confident in it. If mm. like if if given the team and the means to do it I could do it. And and like I'm just I'm just I'm just saying like I I could make Mega Man relevant again, mm. and uh, my vision for it is is uh, following the story of the first two Mega Man games in one game and reversing them, um, and making it an open world game. So Wily and Light work together. They're friends. They create all these robots. So they make Break Man, who's Proto Man, and then Mega Man and Roll. Um, and then Fireman, Iceman, Cutman, Gutsman, Electman, Fireman. So the 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 robots that have like app applications. So Fireman is like you know, um, well a better example is like Iceman is like an Arctic exploration robot, and Gutsman's like a construction robot, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're corrupted by Wily, and they're taken. But to get those robots back for light, 
they have to deal with the robots from Mega Man 2. So to like to reverse the Mega Man games to make Mega Man 2. So basically to make two games in one, make a game longer and bigger. Um, Wily has all these other robots that he's created and everything would be like basically individual dungeons in an open world and you can do them in any order. Um, and things would like open up depending on the weapons you had equipped on you because Mega Man would still steal the weapons from the enemies he killed and stuff like that. Um, I think you can make like a dark and gritty Mega Man game and make it super fucking relevant and make a lot of money for Capcom. Mm. Um, and uh, I would love, love, love the opportunity to write that. You know? Because um, I think I could do it. Like, so for all the criticisms that we, like, Tim's right. Like, there are things I, I feel like I understand, but I would never really gamble to fuck with, you know? Um, I criticized Bioshock Infinite, but I couldn't have done Bioshock Infinite any better. No. You know, not even close. Like, they're visionaries. They're, br- they're brilliant. I just didn't feel the game mechanics of that game. Um, but whenever we criticize something, it's just, you know, you don't have to be able to create to criticize. I mean, criticism is, is important for creators. We, we are creators, and people criticize our work, and we take it to heart. But Mega Man is one of those things I care about and understand so mm. deeply that I could do it. You know? Like, yeah. Um, and I would I would die to have that opportunity one day to like write the, the write the game, you know. Let other, another studio make it and, and and execute on the vision. I don't know anything about the technical aspects of. I know what goes into making a video game. I know but I, I know it you know soup to nuts the the process of it. But I don't know how to do any of those things. Sure, but you don't have so, to know how to do any of right them exactly to, to be able to got, like lead people who are doing them. So mm-hmm. like yeah, like get get a team that you get a team that you because I don't I don't have any technical skills. I don't have any artistic mm-hmm. skills. I don't have you, know, you have to find the talented people that are able to do that kind of stuff. But I could write it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I could lead that project. Um, and I'm confident. In that. I'm bold enough to say that. I'm totally confident that it, 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 if, if it was executed in a way it, it appears in my mind, it would be fucking well, awesome. Well, that's the whole thing. It would be fucking like, awesome. It's the same re- reason with Superman. It's that I'm just sick of people saying it's t- impossible to make a good Superman game and it's this hard to do this. No, like, I know how to tell that story. I know how to make it make sense. I know how to explain the opening cutscene, why he can't fly to space and why this does. You know what I mean? Like, to set the limitations and tell the story. People always overlook that and assume they have Christopher Reeve in the suit, which then, yeah, he can fucking fly around the Earth the other way in reverse time. And, like, that wouldn't be the Superman we're using. You know what I mean? All right, two questions for you. Why can't he fly to space? In my game? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. I'll save okay. it for the video. And two. That's the thing. Is like, mine's a real video. My, my, mine's right. a real whole full-on okay. production thing. Two. Yeah. At what point do I get the awesome level where meteorites are falling from the sky and I just have to keep shooting them and going after them and then it's the most annoying level on the planet? Well, there's a lot of rings in my game you got to fly okay, through. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, want, I yeah. really want... I want... Just all sorts of mundane challenges that sure. prove that the flying mechanic is broken. Sure. You got it. Can we get that? I'm on it. Don't worry. Cool. And then yeah. I want not to be able to use any of the good powers ever. Okay. Got, done. Is that a possibility? That's possible. Great. Because what I'm going to do in the beginning is he gets completely depowered. And so then you have to find your x-ray vision and find your heat vision. Can I, you know but what? only use them in controlled circumstances where the B button pops up. Can I? You know what I'd like, though? Is What's that? A, a, some sort of upgrade system or leveling up system sure. where I don't actually get to be Superman until the very last level. Sure. And sure. then even then, it is... Then the game's over. You have nothing yeah, to use it on. Yeah, great. I would like to... And, then, but, and, and no, no uh, second replay. you got to just start from, start from scratch. Oh, sure. There's, okay. no, there's no game plus. Is, is, sure. Is that what they call New it? New game plus. New game plus. It. Yeah, I don't want that shit. Game plus. Don't want that shit. Okay. One thing that I think that I actually know... And also know, have Batman in there, but don't let me talk to him or be okay. him. sure. Thank you. Something I know, I know so well that I actually think... Because I, I was thinking, this is a hard topic for me, because I don't think that I could do anything that well. Like... Something that I was thinking about was Sonic. I don't think that I have the answer to how to fix Sonic, but I would like to try to fix Sonic. And I have ideas. I have some things that I'm like, I, this might work to make him relevant again. But it's not like Colin who's like, I can fucking fix Mega Man and like bring it back, whatever. And not that this needs fixing at all, but I would love to write a season of Red versus Blue. Like, I know oh, wow. that world and I know those characters so well. That'd be cool. And I know all of the things that the fans would want. And I know all the like, the stupid jokes that were made 10 seasons ago. 
and how it can like come into play now mm -hmm. and like how the world can all work and introducing new characters to that matter and how to grow that. And I would love to do that. I think you'd be really good at that. It'd be fun. It'd be, It'd be awesome. cool. You know, you know, maybe one day they'll that we'll have to make that happen for you. You know, I I know some people. From you do know some people. Yeah. Shout um, out to Miles who fucking killed it in the last three seasons. Very true. Uh, the, on the Sonic note there, and that does raise an interesting question: Can Sonic be good? Now, I, I'm asking that specifically to reference Colin's point, which was I don't know that a GI Joe movie can be good. Like bringing that bringing that franchise back, I don't know if that's uh, to use another Colin, Colin parlance, a hill worth dying on, so to speak. Um, just because a lot of a lot of the 80s stuff relied heavily on the camp, and they were kids. They weren't. There was nothing in there for adults. So trying to make them for adults is is a waste of energy. I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. You'd have to do to GI. You'd have to change GI Joe so radically that it wouldn't. It be wouldn't GI be GI Joe anymore. anymore. It, same and with, so, and that's, that's same with He Man, right? Like yeah. they tried to make a He Man movie, and they did it the best they could. They made it was kind of hardcore and gritty and weird, and like there's a lot of stuff going on in that. And you're like, well, this isn't. The He Man that I know from when I was a kid, and actually, probably thank God because that would be a really, really, really weird movie. Um, but can they make a good Sonic property? What do you think? I, I think I think it's possible, and that's the problem. Is I I've, I often think about this when I'm alone, just laying in my room. I imagine you when you're alone, laying in your room, you have your phone, and there's just nothing but lists of lists of list documents. Oh, that, open. I mean, that's definitely true. And you're like, well, one of those lists is how to fix blue. Sonic. There you go. <laughs> I don't have anything on the list, but it's here are there. ten ways to fix Sonic. Yeah, I, I just I believe it's possible, and I I want it so badly, and it's not something like Why? Crash. Are you that big of a like, Sonic fan? Yeah, I really okay. like Sonic, and it's one of those things where it's like there's so many aspects. My favorite thing about Sonic 1 through 3 is the overall feeling of those games. It's not the gameplay and it's not the uh, like level design or any of that. It's the overall feeling of the the atmosphere with the music, with the like the, the time that I played it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do think that you can capture that feeling in a new game. It is not in the direction that they've even that they're even going down at all, like right. nowhere near there. And I don't even know what it could be because it's not just go back and do the same thing again. It would have to be something new, completely fresh re reboot and reimagining of everything. Kill all the other fucking friends except for Tails and Knuckles and call no, it a day. No, Die. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I get, I get so excited thinking about like a Mega Man reboot that needs to be done. Yeah. It, well, it, I, I'm. Oh, it's not even like an arrogant thing. Like I could do it. I could fucking write that game. You know, it's just a, a, like it, it's a, one of those things where it's just like I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's something a direction they want to go in or whatever. It's just like I have this awesome vision of an open world city, Megalopolis, mm -hmm. like the the city where all, like Mega Man takes place, where it's just you're going to like it's just open. You can just do whatever you want, and but there's like a billion fucking secrets depending on like what you have at any given time. And I love the idea of, like, going to... For some reason, I have in my head, like, Flashman stage um, in Mega Man 2 is, like, a very... It's, like, blue and, and, you know, you can probably see in your head or whatever. I For some reason, I picture that as being, like, a TV studio or something. You like And, like, that's his stage is, like, some sort of, like, game show, mm, you know? That's cool. Or, like, Woodman is in the woods, and, and but, like, I picture, a, like, he's at the zoo for some reason. Like, in, like, some like some place, and, like, you have to go there and fight him or whatever. Like, that's the part of the city he took. Like a wild and Airman would be, like, an airport. And, all, mm. and, like, the airport and all these kinds of things. And I'm like, this would be so fucking cool you know mm -hmm. to, to do this um that you fight that you fight the guys from Mega Man 2 first in order to get to the guys from Mega Man 1 who are the robots you're trying to reclaim for light like the whole the whole idea is not to destroy the robots in my mind the whole idea is to get the robots back that were made you know right and to get the robots back that were made you have to first kill the robots while he made himself 
And then, like, so then when you beat his eight robots, then you fight the reprogrammed Iceman or the reprogrammed Fireman. But the idea is to get them alive so that you can bring them back to light and reprogram mm. them. Gotcha. I love this you know, so much. So I don't know what this could be. It's not a new show, but we should do, like, a miniseries or something that's, like, called, like, How Cool Would It Be? And it's just your Superman thing. You making the Mega Man pitch, like, just doing that and just, like, explain, like, what is the perfect thing you would make if you could? Oh, yeah, I'd love that. that. Awesome. Maybe, I'd love that. Or, like, describe a perfect trailer for... <clears throat> Whatever it is, yeah, what we would want from Fast and Furious Eight, because like that's, Fast and Furious is another thing where I would love for me and you to come up with this story for Fast Eight through Ten. Go on that right and now. wrap it up. Come it ends right. in they, ten. They gotta get cars. They drive around a car. It's, um, it, they, no, but on, Colin, on your note, I would love for them to do that because I would love for Mega Man to be a mega franchise again. I would love it if you know, obviously Capcom wouldn't do this, but it would be amazing if Pixar got a crack at a Mega Man movie. You oh know, hell yeah! I mean, they're, um, they're 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 doing something. They are planning something with that series because it's the 30th anniversary in in 2017. They announced the cartoon that's coming out next year out of fucking nowhere, and I'm like, they're doing something. There, mm. someone is making the game, and Greg came up with a good point. It's probably Capcom Vancouver that's making the game. You're mm. the one who came up yeah. with that idea, the Dead Rising guys, and that's that's totally fine with me. It's just. The reason I love that particular story arc of getting Mega Man 2 out of the way because those I, those enemies are iconic. You can tell Mega Man 1 story by itself, but it's just not as iconic. You, to get, you need Quick Man, you need Metal Man, you need Wood Man, Heat Man, and all these guys, and you can figure that out. And then you can wedge in Mega Man 1 and just reverse them. And I think that's a really great solution to that problem. What makes me more excited about the Mega Man reboot in my mind is the sequel to it. Because then the sequel to it can be Mega Man 3 in its entirety. Like, Mega Man 3 stories, Wily and Light get back together and are friends again. They make a, a, a peacekeeping robot called Gamma that Wily then reprograms and tries to take over the world with it. And it's this huge machine. Classic it's not Wiley. When's Light going to learn? And, when are you going to learn, bro? And it's it like... Seven or eight. And I, I love... I just love that idea of, like... Then, once you get that, that origin out of the way by putting Mega Man 2 first, which is so essential to getting people's attention, and then burying Mega Man 1's story in it, which is a story of struggle between two scientists... You know that that were friends, and and one feels like he's being overshadowed, so he just steals his robots. But that Mega that Doctor Light still wants those robots back. Like in Mega Man One, he goes and your your idea is to destroy them. But Light, in my mind, wants those robots back. He built them, and they're useful. Like they're useful robots. Like Quick Man was made to kill people, but or Flash Man was created to kill people, but. You know, Cutman was was used to help like lumberjacks like fell timber and shit. Like they just have practical applications mm-hmm. or whatever. And so he wants them back. And I like that idea of like having to kill Wily's robots and then somehow capture the other robots and get mm-hmm. them back. That's cool. Um, and then Mega Man Three telling the whole story of Gamma and like their friendship again. And my idea with the Mega, which this would be Mega Man Two in the new canon or whatever, would be to that you don't even know like Wily and Light are friends for almost the entire game, and you don't know you're not supposed to know that Wily is the one behind. Gemini Man and Magnet Man and all these guys and like they're just prop, cro- cropping up and you don't know why you're fighting him until the very end when like Wily is controlling Gamma himself. And I, I like I like I like those ideas because they never NES games didn't allow you to tell deep stories. Yeah. But there is a fucking story in Mega Man and it's good. You know? It's yeah. just it's just it needs to just be fleshed out more. And I've said it before, but but Mega Man's Wily, the song Wily is fucking awesome because it's it is the story of Mega Man and he's telling the story of it, and, he, and in a rap song, he, in three minutes, he tells the story so eloquently. And I'm like, Capcom should listen to this and figure out like how they can make this resonate again because you're not going to make Mega Man resonate again until you can reimagine what he is, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, would I be able to make the game? No. Would I be able to write that game? Yes, yes, yes. I would be able to write it, and yes. I'd be and I'd be so I'd be so so excited about it. I, I don't want to probe too far into Greg's thing because he does want to make a video about it, but I have questions about that Superman game too. I'd love to ask, you know. Yeah. So it's it's. Specifically, how he wouldn't be able to just kill anything he ran into. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure you can explain that. Yeah. So I'd be interested. Yeah, we should the do a series where we are made of kryptonite. 
Exactly. <laughs> At the very beginning, you're given a kryptonite inhibiting collar. Okay. And Lex only gives you so much of your abilities. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. good. That's real good. good but man. these are but these are I mean these these very high level and, and questions, high level questions about Superman is the reason why it's very hard to make a Superman game, I think. I know. Because but I always just... feel like that's lobbed by people who don't understand the character. And the people who do shrug sure. and put up their shoulders, I think, don't understand the character. You know, what I mean look at Superman sixty four or whatever, like a rush project that got off the track or whatever. You know what I mean? I feel like the Superman... But that was their solution was to make Superman, them fly the rings and Superman shit. Returns, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, we're in a different day and age now. You know what I mean? And that's why it's still so surprising that nobody's nailed it or put one out that's figured out the, what I feel are eloquent solutions to all of this, all based well, on We'll have story. to talk about this tonight because yeah. I'm, I'm super curious I'll, about... I'll uh, bring up the doc super I have. Super curious? Super curious. Tim, super yes. curious. what's your topic? Now, everybody who just heard, started this video has no idea what you're saying. Super curious. You have to go back and watch the other one. Super, super curious. curious. Good lord. My topic is candy. I want to know what you guys' thoughts are on candy, what your favorite candy is, and just if you have any any stories about candy. The reason I bring this up is like this it's, it, it's weird, but it's like I feel stories like stories about candy. No, but like I'm sure you have some. Like candy is such a it's a thing that is a big deal when you're little. And then as you grow up, it becomes less of a thing. But then then you see things like like Sweet Factory and like all these like candy places that people lose their fucking shit for. Like Nick, I've never heard of Sweet Factory. Oh really? man, Natalie's candy in the in the oh, uh, in, the in the airport, where it's just it's just con- sugar smell. It's like, yeah. Oh my god. My so first of all, my this is this hits home with me because my wife and I love going into candy shops. She specifically loves the um the strawberries and the watermelons, like the the, the sort of sweet and sour candies that you get. You know, the little gummy watermelons yeah. with like the sour stuff on on the outside of that. Um, sour patch kids. Yeah, sour package. I'm in the, just saying, in the, if you don't know, it's it. in the family. Um, I am less of a candy person, but I will just strangle a white Kit Kat to death. Those are my new jam. These are the things that like I I found the other day. I went to a movie, and uh, my wife's like, "You got to try these white Kit Kats. They're good white chocolate Kit Kats." And I was like, "I don't know, man. Kit Kats are like perfect, right? You don't need to change that." But they changed it, and they took it to the second level, and it's white so chocolate. good. The white chocolate Kit Kat is amazing. Now, I'm a personal fan of the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup as, mm-hmm. a cup as being the best thing out there that you can put in your body as far as candy is concerned. Um, but you know, my all my stories of candy revolve around going to movies. When I was a kid, my entire world would be about saving enough money for on, on a Saturday to be able to go to a movie, get a giant Coke. And go to the there's used to be candy the candy saloon in Riverside California that's what it was called because it was more like a western theme I used to go and I would get um, just a giant king size uh, Reese's peanut butter cup so like there was like the four, four of them, them. Yeah. and then I would probably get some combination of Twix bars and I'd throw a Kit Kat on there too it was like a Taco Bell order I'd be like I just I need to have the right mixture of candies then of course I'd get a giant popcorn also no wonder that I was overweight as a child no wonder. Um, yeah. Scarpino is happy to have you out of the house. She was like, "Just take him. Who cares?" Uh, but no, my wife. My wife is much more of a sweet fiend than I am. And to the point where sometimes I'll come home and I, you don't ask. She had a hard day, but I'll look down and uh, she'll just be like, "She like these these Ritter candies, these Ritter Sport." Have you seen these? No. Making up candies? They're like they're like uh, German, I think, or uh, European. Some degree. Kevin's nodding, so he's he's with me on this one. But I'll come home sometimes and I'll see four or five of those little rappers, and they're like, "I'm not, I'm not going to ask her. I'm not ask her." But I knew she had a hard day. Mm-hmm. I know she specifically has a really hard day when I see the entire bag of Oreos sitting in the trash and there's nothing. Like in my, my the liquor store near my house has the sleeve, just yeah. the yeah, one yeah, sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll see that box in there and be like, I need to just go hug my wife real quick. Because <laughs> she's had a hard day. Or she's had a great day. And it's like, yeah, it's fuck it. Celebrate. Fuck it. Yeah. I've never been that big of a candy person. Like, 
I don't understand people that are like, I'm not a sweets guy. I fucking hate sweets. Like, my yeah. good friend Alfredo, he's one of those dudes. And my entire life with him, he's just been like, I hate sweets. I just don't do sweets. And, like, that's been a defining factor of his life. Like, his birthdays, you'd always make a big deal that he's not getting cake and he doesn't like cake and all this stuff. And then somewhere along the line, I realized, I was like, I had, like, a weird flashback, like, in the Saw movies when it all starts to make sense. And I had all these flashbacks of the different times I've been with Alfredo when he's just fucking shoving gummy bears in his mouth or, like, just eating chocolate, like, unnecessarily. And, like, all this stuff, I'm like, you fucking love sweets. You don't like cake. There's a big difference, Alfredo. When you're addicted to literally anything with sugar in it, like, you like sweets. You can't just walk around like you're this damn freaking anti-sweet. Fucking holier than thou, yeah. anti-sweet motherfucker. No, talking shit I would have believed people. it because he's just he just always has a six-pack. Yeah, but I mean, cut. he always. eats like a, like a freaking, like, you you think of Alfredo's eating habits as being like, oh, he's, he's trying to get ripped, so he's eating this very specific diet. It's like, he is eating that diet, and then he's eating a shit ton of gummy bears. Oh, no, I've, fucking... I, I've has since had some light shed on that. Where he has to, Alfredo unfortunately has the uh, genetic makeup of the alpha god because in order to gain weight, he must eat an additional two to three thousand calories a day. And so I've been with Alfredo where literally where it's the end of the night and I'm like, dude, I gotta really want one of those hot dogs right now with some fries, but I can't do it. I can't because if I do it, I'll gain weight. And he's like, oh, okay. And goes and buys like two hot, he's like, I'll get two hot dogs, throw in some cheese fries on top of that with some bacon. Yeah, bacon and a Coke. And I'm like, how are you doing this? He's like, I got to have fourth meal. I got to gain weight. And I'm like, fuck, that's so polar opposite from me. <laughs> so opposite from me. Yeah. But I've never understood the, like, going into these places, like, that you get the bag and, like, put all the stuff in. I'm not into that. Like, oh, that's the loose like, candy shit? Yeah, it's yeah, like no a little thanks. too much for me and all that. I love me some gummy bears. I think gummy bears are a very important thing in society and just how everything works. It really holds it together. There's, like, this nice, nice thing to it. Um, Starburst, I get down on them. Yeah. I love them. Like, ooh, all about that. Then you get into the, the chocolate world, and like, there's a big argument of is chocolate candy, which we don't need to get into it's right the now. Candy bars. Yeah, um, so but then you counts. get the candy bars, and you're like, okay, but it's the C's candy. C's chocolate. Is it called C's candy? C's candy, yeah. Damn. All right, there you go. You have your answer, Tim Gettys. Why are you sounding so stupid right now? Idiot. But then you get me a box of C's chocolate, C's candy, whatever. I am going to get in on that. Sure. And like, I do then have a problem where I just don't stop, where it's like, I just want to eat it all. And I eat a lot of it. But I don't ever feel the need to, I, I'm going to go buy some chocolate right now. But if it's put in front of me, I'm not only going to have one. You know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. no. Sure. I, I mean, I'm a, I've always been more of a savory guy. So if you give me, if you put candy in front of me or Pizza. gravy fries, come on. Like those fries we had at that freaking, oh. what was that place called? Vornado, Vor, Vortex. 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 Vortex in Jesus. Atlanta, Georgia. I think Holy about those sometimes. Shit. I think about them all. The, I, think I think about, about them every day. Sometimes. I was very proud of uh, uh, San Diego. How all of a sudden carne asada fries were everywhere this year. Oh, yeah, every yeah. place had oh, cheese fries yeah, with carne yeah. asada on them, and she, oh, that sounds yeah. good. I so sorry, my, Kevin. My whole stance with with candy is that I'm not into it. Like I, I first of all, let's let's step back a minute. Like the whole a gum idea, gum grosses me out. Like it's disgusting. I hate it. It's like so chewing awful. something over and over. Yeah, again. it's just like I don't like being around it. I don't like it's just like grosses me out. It skews me out. It's like one of my things. Like I don't want it around me. I don't. It's weird. Right. You know? Right. But then. I always felt weird because, like, I used to sell or give away my candy when I was a kid for Halloween. Like, I'd, I'd like to dress up and go around, but I wouldn't eat any of it. And, like, there were, there were like... You would sell your Halloween candy? Yeah. God, you're a fucking genius. Yeah, absolutely. Did you I mean, other kids? Yeah, like, I used to... There was one kid in particular um, that uh, was a neighbor of mine, and I used to, I used to trade him my candy for his G.I. Joe's. Oh, wow, oh nice. my God. That's a great trade. Up. Yeah. 
So like I, I'd be like, I want you know Alley Viper and Target yeah. and uh, Third Generation Duke and you know the Snake Eyes, and I'll give you my bag of candy. That reminds me of one of those trades <laughs> that's that, genius. that his parents are gonna come over later and be like, you have to give Jimmy back his toys. He's like, no, nah, he traded no, me. And it's like, just no, like no, that's not how it's like, God, 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 your son to not be fucking fuck out of my house. Eight year old Colin Moriarty, some parents. But the the thing is, I was always I was always self aware of how weird it was that I didn't like candy. I don't like chocolate at all. And um, there, are, so there are certain outliers. It's funny you brought them too. Like I like gummy bears. I think gummy bears are good. Like Haribo, or whatever. Like that shit's good. Like I, I do like that. And I like Starburst, specifically the orange and the yellow ones, mm. which That's I know so weird. Like I like those. Colin Mori motherfucking Artie. Yeah, so you have a sick fucked up problem. Yeah, I, really yeah no doubt. You, you, you really think do. that has nothing to do with candy. Um, so, but generally, uh, like to Nick's point, uh, I like fatty foods and like salty foods yeah. and stuff like that. I just eat like shit. And and the 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 thing is is that if I was all like I don't like cake I don't like cupcakes I don't like you know that kind of shit at all I don't like pie I don't like any of that kind of stuff, um, and I don't like chocolate and I don't like candy and I don't like candy bars and I don't like any of that kind of if I liked that in addition to the things I eat I'd be fucked yeah you'd be dead you know like because I I eat a lot of fatty foods you put a cheeseburger in front of me I'll eat that shit all day you put a fucking pizza in front of me, I ordered a, a a fucking pizza when you guys were gone I ate the whole thing at once. You know, good. all eight slices of it. Pizza is awesome. You know, like, I, like pizza is awesome. <laughs> so I, I go in. I go fucking in, but it's more on the savory or the sure. or the fatty food. So like burgers, fries, hot. Like you put cheese. You know, I used to put. I used to just to take a fucking uh, baking sheet, dump an entire bag of frozen fries on it, cook them for half an hour, then take like 10 or 12 pieces of American cheese, put them on it, then put it back in the oven for five minutes, and then mm. just dip it in like mayonnaise. Yeah, I remember. That's that. my shit. You know yeah. what I mean? That's how I fucking roll. But I pref- with this other shit, no, no, I can't. I prefer the savory, the wings, the pizza. Obviously, that's what that's where my vices are. But every mm-hmm. so often, I want candy. And I'll give you, I'll give you the three that are going to be on there. All right. Number one, and this is a legacy collection that I still want every so often, but it's not the one people now know me for because I've been sending people to hell, heaven or hell based on another choice. The one that I'm always going to tell you that's number one, top of the pyramid, Nestle Crunch Bar. Mm. Under fucking rated how good the Nestle it Crunch is. is. I once really wrote is. an article in, in college where I, ha- I contacted the Nestle Corporation because I had a theory they were phasing it out. Because in Colombia, all I could find anymore was the Nestle Caramel, mm. the thing Shaq was always fucking trying to promote yeah. or whatever. They assured me Nestle Crunch would never go away and it never has. So yeah. I appreciate that. Number two, again, this is just, this is a note. Now that we've said Nestle Crunch number one, uh-huh. whatever. The other two that I'll tell you that I'll crave every so often, M&M's. Yeah. I'm at yeah. the airport. I see some M&M's. Peanut uh, or regular? No, regular. Get your peanut shit out of here. No, no, no. See, here's the thing. Fuck you. I'm not with that. Like, <laughs> I love M&M's. Yeah. But peanut M&M's, they get, they've earned their spot. No, that's. Some, I think crispy M&M's as well have kind of like made their way into the lexicon of the world. They, sure. They, they belong there. They've earned their key. You're wrong. It's stupid. No. Brown bag M&M's. That's where it's at. I was in. I was. I As was supposed to the yellow bag. Exactly. Okay. I was or the blue now. Or the blue, or the orange. No, blue or, or used the tan. To, crispy used to be blue. Now it's some other bullshit. Yeah. I ain't down with that. Tan. They don't do that anymore. Like almond. They were like almond. No. There was. There oh, was. A, there, 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 I love there were almonds. I was <laughs> peeing. I was peeing at Comic Con, getting ready to do the Telltale reading or whatever. And on the side of the urinal, there was a little bag of mini M and M's. I was like, that sounds like a good idea right now. Mini M and M's. No, no, just a, a miniature bag. Oh, my God, shout-outs to minis no. in the little lightsaber no. tube thingy. No, Woo. you are full of bad ideas. Stop giving shout-outs to bad things. <laughs> Keep it pure. Regular crunch, regular M&Ms. Okay. And what's okay. number three? Number three, of course, is Mounds Bars. Mounds Bars. Mounds Bars are so fucking not, good. Not the other ones. No, Mounds not bars Almond Joys. But I don't mind. Here, here's the thing, and I'll, I know that for some of you it's blasphemy. Almond Joy, Mounds, it's inter-fucking-changeable. 
So let's just get over it. Whichever one you prefer, but that's the one I'm talking almond about. Almond joys right? have almonds. Mounds don't. I know. Because sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes, and sometimes you, you don't. don't. Yeah, I know. Dang. That was a brilliant marketing campaign. It really yeah. was. Let me ask you a question yeah, about M&Ms. I mean. Oh. In my mind, I remember so clearly this happening. Mm-hmm. But there are young people walking around the world that take the blue M&M for granted, I think. Oh, you guys, yeah. Do you guys remember oh, when yeah. the blue M&M came out? Yeah. We got it brown, was in the mid-90s. And we got tan. Get rid of fucking tan. Nobody cares. Give me a new color. Get it in there. I just remember that being a, a huge deal. Like, the, remember you could vote. It was like a Is thing that where not you, the one they eliminated, the, or do you not know what we're talking about? Did they eliminate one? Yes. I, I they had two shades of brown, and one of the other one of them fell. Is it the same? Is this Go at the same time? And M's yeah. and a pizza. Because right I think now, it was Kevin. like ninety five, ninety six or so. Because yeah. I, I remember on TV you could call and vote. For like which, and there was like four or five different colors you could vote for. And we wanted that blue one so and, fucking and bad. We won. got it. And I remember, I remember it. that just being so weird because it's hard for me to imagine a handful of M and M's or a bowl of M and M's without yeah. blue in it. But that didn't exist. The blue M and M never existed until twenty years ago, and I think that that's lost on a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Blue is very important to everybody. But I did not know that one got eliminated. Yeah, that was it. They were phasing one out. Is that a fact, uh, Kevin? Either. Are you googling this? He's Thank on it. All right, yeah. Thank we'll you. get to that. Now, hey, yeah. Google. The problem. Hey, Google. What M&M got eliminated for blue M&M? And then the it's like, well, I'll send. call the emergency room for you and dials 911. The thing about M&M's, Greg, is that it's such an obvious choice. It's such an obvious choice. But it's, again, because you're all going to fucking candies no one's ever heard no, of. You're but like, the oh, M&M alligator clamps so... are my favorite one. They're licorice hybrid with pretzels. Nobody knows what the fuck it's, you're saying. So... M&M's are pure and delicious. What I feel like what happened with the M&M's was that, in my, in, in, to me, and I think to everyone else would agree with this, is that they've been largely overshadowed by the superior candy, which is the Skittle. The Skittle is the jam. Okay, Skittles are the jam, and I can't hate on them, but I mean, they're not M&M's, bro. They look similar, but they're Every t- If I see a Skittle or I see an M&M, I want the Skittle nine out of ten times. Skittles are the candy I equate, yeah, with eighth grade sleepovers, drinking Coke, and you're like when your parents first got their uh, Sam's Club subscri- or, or Costco, depending on your right. part of the country, and they'd come, they'd be sleepover, you have a crate of soda and a crate of Skittles. They call that the type two diabetes special. You'd, you'd eat these things, <laughs> your teeth would hurt well, by the end yeah, of it. Well, you that's the know, thing. You have, your tongues are sandpaper. Exactly. Yeah, you take them, you just put it all in your mouth, and you just kind of crunch all and of them together until all of a sudden your mouth is just and hurting. so your right arm doesn't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many there's so many different candies and I, I feel like like Snickers. Snickers oh, are good. They're Snickers classics. Good. But like they're not I don't think they're gonna win any awards. No one's you know? craving a Snickers. Then there's the just the Hershey's chocolate bars, which are Love great, it. but you get over them really it. fast and that's no, a problem. I could, jam, I could jam those, yeah. What is the sorry to sorry to interrupt you out? What is the other crunch candy? It's the yellow one. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You know how when you get the small Peanut little butter. candies? No, you get the small candies. Crackle? Crackle. The oh, crackles. Oh, sorry. Jam. That knockoff Hershey's shit that you only oh. get out of those fucking mixture bags. No, they were different. You get they a had, mixture were... full of fucking fun size bags. You get these candies like I've never seen these in stores. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like the mil- like the what's well, not the, it's not the It's mil- like yeah, oh, the it's Milky Halloween way. and Mr. Hershey's like make a bunch of other bullshit candy. All right? Again, we can't just give out Hershey's bars or the one Hershey bar with the almond in it. There's the Milky Way also, which yeah, you're Milky like way. you're like I love the Milky I want way. this to be a Snickers bar every time I see it. Then no, I'm like, really? oh fucking Milky Way. It's got the new and it floats. What's the one that's just Nougat. It's not a baby Ruth. It's a uh, no. Oh, Henry. They're, no, they're, the, they're super <laughs> Charleston <soft>. Chew. <laughs> I'm just naming candies. Mr. Good Bar? Is it a good bar? I've, I've heard no, that's Again, not good it. bars are the that, bullshit ones you get. I'm talking, I'm thinking there's one specifically good where it's just, it's just chocolate and it's just really soft. That's what I said. No, it's really soft nugget. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Let's talk about the lazy ass payday. 
Oh, no, God. the paintings. Like, yeah. Shit some caramel out of a tube what you into the, some peanuts. No, they're good. It's good. It's good. Shove it in a bag. Right. <laughs> the payday bar is the jam. You're out of your fucking mind that you don't How like the payday bar. How can we make this candy bar. bar look even more like poop? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, you put it in your mouth, and it's just it's salty nuts wrapped around a niggity poop bar. It's so good. Are yeah. you kidding me? The, the uh, Butterfinger. I was going to ask you guys what you think about the Butterfinger. I really enjoy it, but the problem is it, it always leaves... My mouth feeling yep. not good. Gets it gets stuck everywhere. Then you rip up your tongue and stuff, which is why when you get into sour candies, it causes so much problems. Sour Patch Kids, yep. Warheads, all that stuff. Uh, warheads, good luck no. with your mouth yeah, for the next yeah, yeah. week. You're yeah. about to fuck up your day. Yeah. And it's like, it's worth it. Sour Skittles, any sour anything, like it fucks it See, up, I can't man. Screw the, sour, sour, so the Sour Skittles to me were like when they did, like they had the original Transformers and then they did like spinoff series. And you're like, yeah, they're good, but they're not Transformers. Like Skittles are Skittles. Don't give me the tropical fruit blend of Skittles. Mm. Are you Here, fucking kidding here's me? Here's my question. I never found out what is a whatchamacallit. Commercial ran nonstop during cartoons. Well, whatchamacallit. And it was whatchamacallit. <laughs> but no one knows. No one I never no one ordered knows. one. I never yeah. knew I they just, were. I was just having a flashback uh, that you guys would really enjoy. We used to go to this, uh, me and my friends used to bike to this deli called Jim's Deli. And it's like, you know, you get sandwiches, candy, whatever. And my friends would always get, you guys just remind me, like they would they would get, you know, candies and like jolt and shit like that. Oh, yeah, and, just, yeah, yeah. and then I would just get like a ham sandwich and a Snapple. <laughs> That was like eight or nine years old. They're like, even then, they're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm, I want something of substance here." Yeah, you guys yeah. are eating fucking, you know, warheads and shit, and drinking Jolt for some reason, which is like the worst. No, I think <laughs> and I'm gonna have a fucking Snapple like a Long Islander should, and I'm gonna fucking have myself a sandwich. Damn, you know, even at eight or nine years old, this is pissing me off. I gotta know what this is. Not a Mars bar, is it? No, there was a Mars bar. What well, was the I think Twix. Twix is, doesn't get enough love. Was it, I like Twix a lot. Oh my god, Kevin. The blue M&M. Yeah, what about it? Like, What's his what history? What you lied to us. Why you said you so were it fucking up? weird? All right. You aren't, what, are you lying or aren't you lying? No, I was trying to read it, but you guys are talking way too loud. Color changes in chocolate M&M. In early 1995, I was right. I can't believe I remember the fucking date of that. That's such a weird thing. Dude, Mars- history happens so often in our life. So uh, so little in our life. History it's happens like so often. M&M's in 95. Mm. Bulls win some championships. Y2K 9-11. Happened. I don't know. Yeah, it, so, so, it says in early 1995, Mars ran a promotion in which consumers were invited to vote on which of the blue, pink, or purple would replace tan M&M's. Ah, I was tan that went down. Blue was wow. the winner re- replacing history. tan in the fall of 1995. Consumers could vote by calling 1-800-FUN-COLOR. Ads for the new blue colors featured a plain and an almond blue M&M character as red and yellow take notice of trying to do takes in the commercial by painting themselves blue when they appear on stage with B.B. King singing the blues. Mm. I remember that. That's so weird. So I don't like how M&M's like, fuck phone numbers. Yeah, oh, phone numbers, seven numbers? No, fun color. No. So it's just fun color. I remember when I would have... Oh, it is? It must be, because I remember... Because I remember... Being so confused by that when I was a kid that, like, I would dial the, le- like, for numbers, similar numbers, I would dial, like, the two, like, really quick before, like, it went in thinking that's what I had to do, but it should just be the first seven. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, the extras, they're just extra. Yeah. But, yeah, no, no, no. There's rules, Eminem. If you don't have seven, you fucking deal with that. You get creative. You figure out call, what the seven should be. Call 1-800-FUN-COLOR. This Thank is pissing yeah, me good off. Good call. This good call, call. So <laughs> Hold on, we're doing it. All Can right, I just so say this has been an excellent episode of the show? Hundred. God damn it. I'm looking at the bag right now and I can't Fun. see I know, I'm looking for the which F- one F- it is. You and I'm gonna figure this color out, guys. until I run out of letters. Yeah, C O L O. Three Musketeers. That's what it's called. Five. Where's the That's the one I don't like. <laughs> That's it. That's the one I don't like. The Three Musketeers is like it should have everything else. Oh, it's still ringing off the hook. Yeah. It's like trying to figure out what's happening with it. 
That'd be hilarious if that actually rang. Someone would be like, well, hello? Mr. Eminem man. Yeah, no one had called it 1-800-FUN-COLOR in, like the in fucking, 19 the years. The yellow Eminem answers, and he's all like, hey, I'm trying to find the green Eminem. So get back to whatever the fuck a whatchamacallit was. Christine walked in when we were doing that. She says she used to eat them. They were good, or they were okay, not great. And I said, okay, but what's the makeup of the candy bar? She said, had caramel, like crispy things. <laughs> look up, can you look at it? It's like a fucking, <laughs> we're deciphering cave drawing. Yeah, what? Like, it wasn't a wafer, but it was like. So like, is it a Nestle Crunch? Like he? It, it had, had caramel, stop. <laughs> crispy <laughs> things, stop. Yeah. Kevin. She's on it like Pluto beaming back. Kevin, go, to go to the store, Kevin. Go to the store and get us. <laughs> get us three whatchamacallits, some bit of honey, and Those a large pizza. Those don't exist anymore. There's can no get way. Us, oh, I guarantee you, you can find them really? somewhere. Yeah. Whatever what, 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 commercial. Whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit. Those are real. And some high C. Everybody orders them? Clearly not. Greg doesn't. I have no idea. They weren't that great. Okay, they were there. Here we go. Here we go. The nineteen eighty seven Whatchamacallit commercial. I remember the Whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit. This is a by the way, the world's worst advertisement. It's just confusing as shit. Literally, I think a line in this was peanuts, caramel. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Wait for it. Maybe. What's it, Macaulay? All right, here you when go. When your commercial's about not knowing what it is, I never knew what it was. Are you ready? I don't know. Can we try that? I don't know. Is it like peanut butter? Is it I'm, this I'm candy really bar, allergic to peanuts. This candy bar was first introduced in 1978. The whatchamacallit name was devised by Patricia Volk, the writer of Stuffed Adventures of a Restaurant Family, when she was the associate creative director at Doyle, Dane, and Birnbach, and was in charge for new brands on the Hershey account. From 1987 to 2008, whatchamacallit had included peanut-flavored crisp that utilizes peanut butter as the flavoring agent, with a layer of caramel and a layer of chocolate coating. In the late 1980s, a commercial was created in a new wave style referring to the bar in various ways to whatchamacallit, including names that had been made up, such as Wow Zamadula. <laughs> Hershey's whatchamacallit has founded recipes for various food items, including pies, cookies, cheesecakes, and cupcakes. Holy shit. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, hit us up at patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Throw us a few bucks and you get the show early each and every Friday. If you don't have any money to give us, it's no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where it's broken out topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire thing the following Friday. We did God's work today. We did. I told you this one was worth a dollar. Give me a pound. Bam. Now let's record a games cast that ain't worth shit. Yeah. Until next time. It's our pleasure to serve you. If anyone ever brings up candy corn or sweet sweeties, sweet tarts, no. how about circus Get peanuts? Fuck. Oh God, no! Candy what? corn's not that bad. What about the what about the peeps? <laughs> what about peeps? Peeps? My now you, you were talking about my mom Jamie before. Get the fuck out. Mom's thing with candy corn, or I'm sorry, with peeps is this, this is my mom being super fucking. I'm glad weird. they're gone for this. But I me too. We don't get to spend like enough time mom. together. Uh, I was expect- I was sad we didn't spend more time at Comic Con. My th- mom's thing with pe- get out of here, Kev. Pixie sticks are good. No, they're terrible. These are stupid. Peeps, mom will open the package and let them sit for like a day or two, so they get stale. Mom, you're weird. Love you though, but you're oh, weird. Oh Jesus, a stale nacho. Why do you want that?